Welcome back to the best book club in the multiverse. This is the latest session of the Geeksplain Book Club, where every single Friday, I, alongside my fellow caped crusaders, are going through every single issue of every single volume of Grant Morrison's Batman. We are here! We are here in Chapter 4 of... Grant Morrison's Batman. This is going to be covering issues 667 through 675. And uh, it's covering the story I've been waiting for. We're talking Black Glove, baby! And I am joined, of course, by the only two men who I would trust to come with me to a mysterious island where we've been reunited for the first time since we tried to establish a club of heroes years ago that didn't end up working out. And now we're here at a deadly dinner party. First off, he's carrying on the legacy of Knight and Squire. It's Jacob Brown. Have at thee, true believers. Yeah, that works. I think that works. Sure, that works. Right. That works. And he's not at all what he seems. He is the wingman himself. It's Malcolm Russell Dawson. I'm wingman. Ooh, chills. Chills. I love it. I love it. And I am your trusty benefactor who is mysteriously maybe dead or not. Who knows? I'm Eric Azana. And uh, I have been waiting to get to the story. We talked about it last week. I've been waiting to get to the story, but I didn't realize all the other shit that happens after the main Black Glove story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's, a, there's lot. a lot. Spoiler, there's a lot. Spoiler alert, <laughs> much, uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen. The Black Glove really only covers like half of this. It's three issues. It's three issues. Ah. Three very great issues that I it's three I very great issues, but it's three about. issues. Yeah, and then we get a bunch of other shit that happens, and I'm very excited <laughs> to dig into it with you both here. But before we get into that, I really we got to talk about this. We got to talk about this <laughs> because as we are recording this, they made an announcement today, Jacob. This is the first time Jacob is hearing things because, as we have established on this book club. Jacob does not exist on the internet. He does not have the Instagram. He does not have the Twitter. No. Anytime that Jacob pops up on my Instagram, it's always from the Gaslight Theater, which I feel is hilarious. That's, yeah, that's amazing. That sounds Jacob, right. you're yeah. a main character on the Gaslight Theater uh, Instagram. Just know that. Okay. But, Just not in life. That's that's how I know I, I exist. <laughs> that's why. Uh, that's unequivocally false because we all know that you are world-renowned, famous Gaslight Theater actor Jacob Brown. It's true. That's all you get, though. Recognized all, all over the world. That's the thing is that people have to follow you in real life. That's kind of your thing, you know. You're yeah, like, don't follow me on Instagram. To make sure follow that I'm life. real. He's like, yeah. I only, I only embrace real followers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're, we're, and if you would like to be a real follower of Jacob, he's currently building out his twelve apostles. So feel free to reach out to him. <laughs> At Jacob like, Christ at I'll put that on my actual Jacob Christ at rocketmail.com. <laughs> I should actually I should really actually put that on my Instagram account if I make one. It's just like it's just like seeking looking for, for seeking followers and also what would you just say? Just, just looking, looking for, for real Matthew followers. Real life followers. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a picture of you just but yeah bread a but what we're really trying to tell you is that we got a big announcement from Marvel today 
Huge. Huge announcement. We have been wondering what uh, Jonathan Hickman would be working on post his exodus from the uh, from the ex office, and now we know he is uniting with Brian Hitch, and they are bringing back the Ultimate Universe. Oh shit! <laughs> Holy shit! A four-issue miniseries kicking off in June called Ultimate Invasion. Ultimate it's going to be brought <laughs> to you, uh, written by hickman illustrated by hitch though i'm sure hitch is going to have some story uh contributions as well since he was there at the ground level um this is jacob jacob the cast is the maker and miles morales and the illuminati yeah oh my god Look what we did. We put that out. We did that. That's what we were saying. We did that. We did all that. You're welcome. Geekster Davis strikes again, ladies and gentlemen. 2023 is a good year to be on the on the Geek Explained podcast and the Geek Explained book club. Because if you noticed, I, I, I just want to put the timeline out there, listener. Uh, we started our coverage of Ultimate Spider-Man in January of 2022. What was Hickman doing at that point? Well, he was still over at the X office. He was finishing up Inferno. And so all I can surmise, let's say, is that he noticed, hey, there's a podcast going on. Let me listen to it. And our book club acted as the muse to his his artistry. And he decided, I am done with the X-Men. I have to give these boys more things to review. I gotta bring back the ultimate universe. It's 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 that mixed with the rise of Pedro Pascal. Uh, yeah, yeah, honestly, <laughs> like, all we, of my stars are aligning. You made this happen. I made yeah. the. This is this is real. This is I, I'm just now. and I and I told these boys right before we we got on mic. Um, I have that full pitch for Ultimate Doctor Strange in the chamber. Yeah, Ready you to have go. to go. You yeah. have to go pitch that now. Yeah, you so to, you yeah, need yeah, to find a contact at Marvel. You need to go pitch that now. Jay Hick, yeah, my boy. Jay Hick, we know you listen. <laughs> we know you listen. Hit us an email. Shoot me an Big email. Man. I'd love to have that conversation with you. Let's talk. <laughs> Let's talk some Ultimate Doctor Strange. Um, yeah, I am fucking over the moon about this. Jacob, how do you feel about this? Hearing this for the first time. Yeah, that's great. Stunning, stunning. He is that's too it? stunned for words. That's it. He's too that's stunned great. for words. That's that's great. Yeah. There's other. Jacob, there's, this... all, there's a third world war that's knocking on our door, and pretty much everything's on fire. But yeah, it's I'm, been I'm like okay that, that for years, Jacob. <laughs> but the ultimate universe, <laughs> the ultimate Jacob, universe has been dead for eight years. <laughs> there's a there's another world. There's another. We can we <laughs> can let world, world War Three happen because we can escape to the ultimate universe now. Jacob, well, honestly, there's a better world, a more feel... conservative world, and it's called the Ultimate Universe. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just say a more conservative, conservative world? world? What yeah. is wrong with you? It's honestly true. Stop. <laughs> it's oh, Jacob, there's Lord. a world would, where freedom gonna... hey, actually look. isn't free. <laughs> I haven't. <laughs> there is a world where an A doesn't stand for France. Yeah. <laughs> the world where Captain America is kind of an asshole. There's a world where Captain America is actually John Walker, yeah. which I am 
exactly. Expecting. Which, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm expecting just, Hickman to make that canon. I'm expecting yeah. that when he movie. brings that yeah. when he brings the Ultimate Universe. Fuck, I mean, I can't believe the Ultimate Universe. Is coming back. I mean, we that. reviewed it all in one year last year, and I it's it was the first time being introduced to all that. So it's like it's it never all that time that's been missing hadn't really. Yeah, you haven't me. missed. That's the no, thing. I, he yeah, hasn't suffered like we have, Malcolm. Yeah. Didn't. <laughs> I suffered. I... <laughs> Maybe I can get my. Uh, oh, you think my... the ultimate universe is your ally? <laughs> <laughs> I was born in it, molded by it. I didn't see the six one six until I was a man. And then all it did was blind me. <laughs> so what? So what? In like, real quick with this question. So what? What do you expect that Hickman to like throw out in here? I'm hoping to like have like some ultimate Ant Man somehow in here, and it's Eric. And it's uh, Eric O'Grady. Eric O'Grady. Listen, uh, I, I mean, Hank Pym is dead, if I remember correctly, in the yeah, Ultimate Universe. So. Okay, but if you look at that promo art, it's classic Ultimates. But that's just because they're breaking through that. It's like they're breaking through that cover, because that's like an Ultimates 2 cover. Okay. It is. Yeah. And it's like, I think it's just as a representation for them, like, breaking into the world. Yeah. I here Here's what I'm expecting. I'm expecting them to bring back the ultimate universe in full or reintroduce us to the ultimate universe. Yes. Time will have passed. Characters that we thought were dead may be back. I.e. Like Thor. Doctor Strange. And Thor. Doctor Strange. Uh, I think that there might be some replacement characters around. I.e. Mm -hmm. John Walker for Captain America. Um, Williams, as we saw. I'm very curious about that. I, I, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. But I also think that the maker is going to stay there. And I think that this is the beginning of Miles going back to the Ultimate Universe. I was going to say, that, do you yeah. think Miles think is going, going back? Because yeah. that lines up better with the Sony movie stuff. That's fair. That's totally fair. Hmm. And then they'll and then they'll have him do what what Spider Gwen has been doing. Where like Spider Gwen, like yeah, she's off in her own universe, but she's always just around in the fucking six one six. So they'll just do that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that this is I think this is the beginning of Miles going back. The biggest thing wow. that I'm really excited for awesome. is for Charles Xavier and the maker to look at each other and just go, nice. Just like, hey, nice suit. <laughs> <laughs> They're both skinny boys and in black suits and big, dumb <laughs> silver helmets. I swear to God, if by the end of the year there is an announcement for a Marvel Legends maker, I'm going to kill somebody. Marvel <laughs> Legends maker. Oh because God. I have a Marvel Legends Charles Xavier right there on my fucking wall. And I want the maker. <laughs> at least give me like someone just make a head and then i'll just buy another charles xavier <laughs> just plop it right on there <laughs> and just put it on there. Dude, i guarantee you it's happening i already have that uh that i've got a custom uh ultimate thor coming and i just Fuck. got the shipment info for what? my ultimate captain america in the mail so guys, oh, guys, man. i'm stoked i'm stock yeah. build out my little ultimates um Real quick, can I go on a toy rant for a second? Do that toy rant. My, okay. It's okay. now time for Malcolm's Toy Tantrum as we bring you into where, uh, where okay. Malcolm gets to rant about all the toys that you wish you had. Love it. Okay, this rant is directed at McFarlane Toys. McFarlane Toys this week uh, unveiled their new next Build-A-Figure wave, which is, wave. Titan, which is awesome. I'm That's really great. stoked. First person they announced, Donna Troy. I said, fuck yes. Hell That's yeah. amazing. It's about time that we get I know a, it's gonna be more women 
B, I'm a Troy. I already know. The next person know. that they announce is fucking know. Arsenal. Yeah! Sam Rebirth costume with the fucking backwards hat. Yeah! Fuck you. Fuck you, fuck you, yeah! fuck you. That's bullshit. I'm I love mad. it. I love it so much. <laughs> so the next day, they announce oh. Nightwing. And it's Nightwing with the blue stripes. It's it's the it's the Infinite Frontier Nightwing. Yeah, I'm assuming it's the Bruno Redondo uh, yep. design with the blue on the inside Definitely. of the hands, which will be awesome. 100%. Uh, I'm looking at the Rebirth Nightwing right now, and it looks great, and I can't wait to add that next to it. Uh, then they announce Raven, and I'm like, okay, that's fine. Where's my fucking Starfire? Yeah. <laughs> Where's Starfire? Yeah. Why don't I have a Starfire? I thought it was going to be Starfire. Yeah, I thought so too. <laughs> I'm mad about it. Because so Starfire's too. had some banger designs in the last couple of years, and I just want a fucking Starfire figure. Also, I didn't see who to build a figure with. They announced it today. So uh, it's it Beast Boy. Oh, that sucks. All right. It's like, a gi- it's like his gigantic like monster Beast Boy form. Oh, I was hoping it was going to be fun. Cyborg, but, but they cool. have a fucking Flashpoint Cyborg. So I was like, ah, oh, that's probably not going to be a thing because they're doing a build a figure for Cyborg already this yeah. year. Yeah. So, ah, uh, I don't care about Beast Boy. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bummed, That's but so... I do still have that Rebirth Wally West, and I'm very excited to put him next to them. I, I also wanted, I was hoping that they were going to do a Flash Wally West. It's it's coming. It, it'll, we got time. Yeah, but I want it now. Because <laughs> okay, we're getting Jay Garrick, okay? I know. Jay Garrick's coming, like, next month. Yes. I want Wally. <laughs> well, and I want a good you... Maybe if you liked the Rebirth costume, then maybe you would already have a Wally. Okay, well, I want the better Wally costume. Well, maybe if okay, you don't for- pout, Santa will get you it for Christmas. How about well, he that? He hasn't fucking done it until now. <laughs> Jim- I'm starting my pout era. <laughs> my pout era. <laughs> Uh, speaking of pout era, let's get into the poutiest boy himself. Let's talk about some Batman. Uh, let's talk about J.H. Williams, baby. J.H. to the will I am. I am very excited about this. Let's dive into this. Let's punch it. Louder. Punch it. Louder. Um, can you tell how old we are, listener? Yeah, can you tell we're all thirties? We're, we're all eighteen to twenty years old, right here. That's that's our are. demographic. That's that's exactly what we are. Prime demographic, eighteen to thirty-four, my friends. It's love listening to old men. What can I say? They sure do, but not in a weird way. Let's get into this. <laughs> Batman six six seven starts off with a very like. I I just love how bondian this i mean is. it's it's one of the best intros of all time it's very blow you got this guy yeah. hanging upside down above a roulette table and the uh monologue goes like this be assured the black glove is a seal of absolute quality and ruthlessness the black glove aims to deliver a deluxe service high stakes experience at the very highest levels of the international game our esteemed clientele see no virtue in thinking small, nor do we. This weekend, the Black Glove settles the age-old question once and for all. Which is strongest, good or evil? 
fucking rules. Bruh. Like, <laughs> that is so fucking cool. Um, it's interesting reading this now because uh, readers of Captain America, Sentinel of Liberty, yep. might feel that this is very familiar to the Century game. Yes. And I, I, I if we ever get blessed with the chance to talk to uh, Lansing and Kelly, I'd love to ask them if they like the black glove. <laughs> we're, we're, we're definitely going to have to put that on the list of questions for sure. Cause, Cause it is reading this. I was like, wow, this does kind of feel like the century game. That's kind of I awesome. I do love the parallels. <laughs> yeah. So this kicks off a brand new arc uh, called the Island of Mr. Mayhew. Batman and Robin are in the bat plane heading to this, mysterious island and let's just let's just fucking talk about it jh williams the third yeah the layouts can we talk about how God, amazing this work is the layouts. damn the layouts are fucking stellar the layouts of these the layouts the lighting everything's yeah. just so fucking good and i the way everyone but batman and robin are colored like very dry yes yes but batman and robin are always kind of like watercolory colored yes. which is really they're the stars and so they're supposed to stand out so hard everybody else is super dry i think that's so awesome and i just i love jh williams style just how he draws yeah. everybody the amount of flexibility that his art style gives us um you know who it immediately reminds me of john cassidy thank I, you to the thank fucking you love Cassidy's art. Yes. This, this is like the best era of Cassidy art, which is like that 2000s era of Cassidy. Yes. This yeah. is in like Fucking... off the heels of like uh, the Lone Ranger for Dynamite uh, Entertainment. Yeah, yeah, Lone yeah. Ranger, yeah. Captain America, The New Deal, Astonishing X Men, like the yeah. golden age of Cassidy art. I fucking. Yeah. Oh! So Real good. good. Love it. Um, so Batman and Robin arrive at this uh, at this island getaway because they are there to meet the former Club of Heroes, aka the Batman of all nations. Yes, from a very old issue of Batman. Very mm -hmm. old. We're talking Silver Age, baby. Yes. And just like with everything that they do, Gmo is drawing heavily from Silver Age storytelling, and not just Silver Age storytelling, Silver Age characters, of which we meet the first of several, aka the Knight. My favorites, the Knight and Squire. British Batman and Robin, Knight and Squire. I fucking <laughs> love this. Have, okay. have you read their miniseries? They have a miniseries? So yeah. So there is a great miniseries that comes after this <gasps> called Night and Squire uh, that is it's it's Night and Squire off in London fighting their own bad guys and then the Joker comes to town yo really fucking serious it's it's excellent Paul Cornell wrote it uh, I don't remember who did the art I want to say Pete Woods but I don't remember certain it's fantastic um, go, go read it it's so good you can amazing. only find it digitally like, because I'm sure it's been out of print for the last, like, 15 years. But yeah, <laughs> it's, it's excellent. It comes after this story. God, that is so oh God, cool. I'm already finding it right now. <laughs> it's so good. If, if you like the Knight and Squire at all, like, I, we're going to get to her, but I love Squire. She's one of my fucking favorites. Uh, yeah, if, if you like them at all, it's worth it. God, that's, oh, it's so cool. 
Um, so they catch up with Knight a little bit, and then they head into the uh, into the mansion home of one John Mayhew, a mega rich daredevil from the old school, as he is described, um, who ended up uh, producing films and eventually wanted to fund the Club of Heroes, an international group that would align different uh, vigilantes from across the globe into a Justice League-style group. Uh, here we meet the other members who made up that former group. Um, I always forget the French one's name. Uh, shit. Legionary? No, not Legionary. No, Legionary yeah. is the is the Roman one. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the Ron Jeremy. Of the I kept thinking it was like, uh, oh my god. 100%. Um, um, I kept thinking he was like, uh, like on guard or something. He's, he's French. He's like he's a musketeer. musketeer. Yeah. yeah. Is he the yeah, musketeer? He's, no, he's he fights. the musketeer. Okay, I thought he. So he's the wait, musketeer. Wait, I, I thought he fought some guy called the Mad Musketeer. Oh, then... that's right. Yeah, he fought the Mad Musketeer. Yeah. So that's not who yeah. he is. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Uh, um, he he is the musketeer. He because then he's replaced by somebody else later on. Okay, that's weird. Either way. Uh, so we meet him. You remember El Gaucho? Hell yeah. We meet El Gaucho, the El Batman Gaucho. of Mexico, which is dope as hell. And we also meet my personal favorite, Man of Bats. Man of Bats. I and the bats. fucking love Man of Bats and, Red Ra and Raven Red. Rules. Formerly known as Little Raven. Raven Red now, God. I fucking he is hardcore <laughs> in his Tim Drake era, and I yes. appreciate that. Yes. <laughs> like I want to see the trio of Squire Robin and Raven Red do anything together. Anything. Yeah. yeah, the Club of Teen Heroes. I'd Club I'd read the shit out of heroes. that. I would read the shit out of that. Dude, give me that young justice. Uh, international yes. young, young Justice International sounds like a really fucking good idea. Young Justice YJI, let's do YJI. it. <laughs> that sounds really good. Um, so everyone's kind of getting together, and it's the first time they've all reunited in a while. Um, I believe Raven Red is Man of Bat's son. Yes. yes, and he's his sidekick. Uh, the Legionary, as we discussed before, uh, Roman Gladiator, um, inspired. Who has uh, let himself go a yeah. lot? Yeah, um, a lot. We also looking a little meet... bit like looking a little bit like uh, like uh, Paul Blart there a little bit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Kevin yeah, James as the Legionary would be incredible. Ooh, that would be funny actually. That'd be fun. Yeah, bring bring that in. Bring that in for Brave and the Bold. Yeah. <laughs> Good God, that'd be so um, fucking sick. It would be so cool. <laughs> be I so want cool. this in live action. Yes, me too. I agree. If this was what that movie was. That'd be sick. Dope as hell. Dope as um, hell. We are also introduced to two others. Uh, Wingman, who is uh, sick costume, definitely the most Batman light out of everyone. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And then we also meet the Dark Ranger, a.k.a. Ranger. my fucking favorite. Want to know why? Because he's fucking Dark Dan Ranger, Dan. mate. It's the Dark Ranger, mate. <laughs> he's a fucking Australian. Australian. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. <laughs> <laughs> ah, so... I love that costume. If he looks you made... fucking... 
for all, all right. of you listeners, looks, if anyone like the fucking makes like, a character, he does if anyone makes a character based in Australia, it's going to be Eric's like favorite, uh, like bottom automatically, bottom. like automatically, automatically. Yeah. automatically. Australian, Australian redhead. Oh boy, like look at that. Oof. An Australian redhead with bangs. I know you're out there. Stay away from me. That is okay. trouble. Stay away from me. Trouble for Eric right there. Stay away from me. Stay away from me. Problems. Big problems. Oh no. <laughs> so everyone is there is basically it's kind of like a a high school reunion of everybody just kind of coming together, put on by Mayhew to bring everybody back together to celebrate, you know, their time. And I love everybody's getting acquainted. Everybody's having, you know, everybody's doing their thing, talking about like the old times and everyone's kind of like, we're all, you know, I thought you introduced. No, I thought you invited everybody. And then we get this great full page splash of the moment Batman walks in and everybody suddenly pauses. And we just hear him go, gentlemen, shall we find out why we're here? Like, oh God, the art is stellar. I just, I love it. That's the perfect page example of how everyone else is colored compared to him. Yes. Like, oh God, J.H. Williams is in his bag on this fucking volume. Like, everyone is so vibrant. Yeah. Yes. It's everyone really, really pops like the Silver Age co- comic that it that they are basically. Yeah. Every, yeah. Everybody else looks like a comic book character. Yeah. And that's a so big that testament to uh, to Dave Stewart who does the colors on this. Yeah. It's, Dave um, Stewart rocking the house, baby. Out of the park. If you think about it, it's almost as if like everyone else is stuck being the same thing over all these years, and Batman and Robin are the only ones that have really grown in terms evolved. Yeah. And evolved. That's kind of what 100%. the artist the artist is kind of like showing mm-hmm. yeah he's progressed. kind of stuck yes and so they suddenly get a transmission a video transmission that shows that someone has murdered mayhew and that and is they wearing are, his face wearing his fuck metal as fuck metal. wearing his face and then telling everyone this is hannibal as fuck what do you mean yes <laughs> i mean like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, you are going to put the lotion on the fucking skin. Yeah. And then I'm going to murder you all. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so everyone immediately is like, okay, we got to find that room. And then we get this fucking gorgeous double page splash. Can we just talk about this double page splash? Yeah. About Oof. the black glove extending out as all of the planes that brought everyone there explode. It it grasps almost around the house that they are in too. Like they are in in. the clutches of the black glove. Yeah. God damn, it looks so cool. (laughs) Holy shit! Perfect, perfect page. So everyone is like, okay, so don't eat any of the food, and uh, let's fucking find out what's going on. Uh, We cut to the uh, we cut to the legionary who is finishing off the food. Finishing off the food, of course, who made his way to the uh, the security cam room, and he is beset upon by the killer, who lodges twenty three knives into yes. the legionary's back, just like Caesar. He fights just him like off, Caesar. but and we get to, again beautiful stretch across two pages where we see the legionary, and also the 
golden age of the legionary in the background his mm-hmm. prime yeah in, in his, his prime. prime it's mm-hmm. so cool dude it's so fucking cool and so we get this we basically get this uh this voiceover as the black glove reaches around clutching and bringing everyone into its grasp saying advantage evil place your bets with the black glove god it's so cool dude it's really yeah. cool. so cool really i'm surprised i mean you you nailed it before this is a very like james bond like kind of villain yeah, uh, yes. which I mean, Zemo's whole run is, you know, it's the James Bonding of Batman. Right. Uh, but it, I'm surprised that there isn't just like this kind of a James Bond villain. You know, it's just, oh, yeah, it's just a club of people who, you know, every now and then they'll just start shit just to start shit and see how people react. Like, <laughs> and then place bets on it. Why doesn't it exist? Why didn't Daniel Craig punch him in the face? Anyway. <laughs> honestly, this is this is what Spectre could have been, honestly. This is what this Spectre should have fucking been. Honestly, yeah. it would have been super fucking cool if it was all if this whole cast was comprised of former James Bonds. Yes, uh, right? Uh, oh fuck. Former I mean, double O agents. No, no, he's literally just, just like James you, know, you get like Timothy Oliphant. You so get you mean like all of them. Yeah, like together. They wanted to do it. Skyfall, yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. You you yeah. get the canon of like the the long running fan theory that James Bond is just a code name. It's just a yes. title, yeah. So so we get back everybody. Like if Roger Moore was still alive, like we would Straight even up. get like yeah, and, we get Dalton, yeah, and yeah. yeah. Timothy Dalton, yes. Uh, I oh, Timothy fuck. Oliphant? That's hilarious. Yeah, I think Timothy he said Dalton, Timothy Oliphant. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, awesome, James Bond. <laughs> Great James Bond. Uh, American James Bond. American James Bond. <laughs> James Bond. Uh, but yeah, so also I I've skipped over it, but I want to make a quick nod to uh, the Dark Ranger and Wingman conversation, which is hilarious. Oh, Wingman's like, I actually came up with the idea first. Uh, well, I actually Batman. came up with the idea like a year before Batman, so like... Yeah, so whatever. Batman's actually copying me. It's no big deal. And then he shits himself when Batman sneaks up behind him. Like, so good! <laughs> That's later on, but I cannot wait to talk about that. Um... And I, I love that the Dark Ranger used to be in a much more colorful costume, just like uh, everybody else. And he, like, he's that goth has era now. <laughs> he's in his goth era. Yeah. And so we cut to uh, chapter 668, where we hear 12 years ago in the club of Mayhew International, uh, we see <laughs> the. Uh, for we see the knight who was formerly the squire with his dad, his little his little dad who is the knight at this point. And the knight is I, I just love how the flashbacks are colored, the art, and it's all it's the same exact team and just yeah. showing the range that they can do with it. It's yeah, they so do the pop art dots and yeah. yeah. We see Manabas, we see Legionnaire, we see whatever the fuck his name is. Uh, I swear it's the musketeer. I w- I want to say the musketeer, but it does say he fought someone called the Mad Musketeer. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, we'll find out. Batman um, fighting Azrael Bat. And we also see the Ranger, who yes. is now the Dark Ranger in the silliest looking costume. Yes, <laughs> it's so cool. It's so funny. Um, Dark Ranger. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> um, I never miss. Uh, <laughs> We cut to today <laughs> where everyone has found Legionary's body. They're trying to figure out how to 
go about searching the grounds, how to go about searching the uh, the mansion to try and find the killer. And no one is on the same page. I really love this. It's kind of neat. Yeah. They're it's not cool. a team. They're taking time bonds. <laughs> nice. And the fact that they're all supposed, they're all so similar with each other. Like everybody has like, obviously their differences and their faults. Yeah. Everybody's used to being the Batman in the room. Yep. <laughs> so when there's a room full of Batmans in the room, including Batman, of course, no one gets along. <laughs> <laughs> and so we see that uh, everybody is uh, looking over his body. Batman goes back to the uh the tv room to try and see if there's anything they missed um the dark ranger uh goes off to try and find what he can find and this is the moment that uh that malcolm was bringing up where it was like wingman is all of a sudden be like uh he could you know like what if i'm just mean all i'm saying is like how can we be sure this is even the real batman like, like it might be killer? him he's probably the killer and then fucking Batman shows up behind him and he's just like, if I was, you'd be dead. And you just see him go. Oh. So awesome. Um, <laughs> oh. Like he is yeah, so. Wingman fun. played it's, by Jim Rash. Straight up. Just, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> it's like some Homer Simpson like like sound. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, or, or, or Hank, Hill. Hank Hill has the best gas, there we go. in my opinion. It's like, oh! <laughs> Damn it, Bobby. Uh, so we see I... Batman. <laughs> we left Ice him Man? in the Ultimate Universe. We left Ice him Man? in the Ultimate he's Universe. He's coming back, baby. <laughs> You're right, he's coming back he's in coming June. Back, That's how I imagine Damien sounding, by the way. It's just like... <laughs> no, Damien's friend. Father. I think I need to go against this Batman. Now, can you do that voice with a French accent? Are we, Nitsia? <laughs> I think I can. I'm okay, God, there you go. It's canon. There we go. That's French violence. Yes! <laughs> That's it. The listeners That's the of the show, that is what we call character progression. <laughs> Where we took one element from season one and one element from season two and combine them for season three. <laughs> Oh it's it's long running storytelling 101 that's long, that's long form storytelling you, you don't get that with renumbering let me tell you let me tell you let me <laughs> tell you form, what let me tell you what that's yeah. why we'll never renumber here we will <laughs> never go through a crisis <laughs> an <laughs> infinite crisis i, 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 if, I, I, if I, I go through personal crises but we'll yeah, never have yeah, a I, podcast I, crisis yeah. well, i don't know we'll see I said yes. as the re- as the skies turned a shade yeah, exactly. red for two wow, seconds. That's, <laughs> well, that's weird. Just a bright white light, and Malcolm's gone. Malcolm's gone. <laughs> just a I'm, signal I'm, lost. I'm like, I'm like, where's Malcolm? And Jacob's like, who's Malcolm? Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, huh? I don't know. Anyway, back to Batman. <laughs> they come back and it's the younger version of me. Yeah. Malcolm Prime. with a lot of speed lines, you know. Oh yeah. New Fifty Two Malcolm. Yeah, New Fifty Two Malcolm's around. Uh, where all of his accomplishments happened in five years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so Batman and Gaucho find the knight who has been forced to swallow something. We fucked uh, up. We come to understand it was a bomb. Uh, we don't know how long he's got, but we're we're not, we're not talking sure. about Barrel enough. <laughs> Barrel's great. Let's Barrel's talk about best. Squire. 
She fucking rules. Feral fucking rules. She also the... was a big problem for me. <laughs> oh my god. I get because it. Because a team was a big problem for me. Oh yeah. But Beryl is legit the coolest. This is Beryl's like, the coolest. And her costume is so silly, but at the same time, it's it's, just, it's so wonderful. It's so good. It's, it's such a so good. wonderful. I mean, she's got the pixie boots. Like she has the pixie boots. <laughs> and she also has the coolest hat. Yeah. yeah. The minstrel hat. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So everyone is like, okay, so let's go find, let's go find out, you know, let's regroup with everybody, try and figure out what the hell's going on. And all of a sudden they're beset upon by the suits of armor that suddenly like start shooting out spears and gunfire. Uh, Robin and Squire are able to roll under a closing door that shuts them off from everyone. And I just another again, great two page spread. Another great yeah. two page spread with the black gloves slowly the glove closing, closing in. Its grip. Yeah. Slashing through the bat. Yes. The Cutting the bat in half. Yeah. And so they uh so Robin and Squire are cut off from the from the others, but they do find a secret passageway to go and uh, find out the other or the next step in this ever-growing mystery uh meanwhile um dark ranger batman gaucho and we're just gonna call him you know what i'm gonna call him pierre his name is now pierre it's pierre <laughs> pierre <laughs> pierre <laughs> Jean-Claude and so they're trying to work trying to get out uh gaucho stabs this mechanical scorpion um, and there oh, is God, a theory, there is a theory that this is all part of the group of villains. This is a theoretical club of villains trying to gain revenge on this club of heroes. And so we, again, find out what actually happened to the club of heroes. Uh, there was a fight and... It, and the two uh, Pierre and Batman have a conversation about it where Batman says you know something that might have led to global media exposure maybe even Justice League status went nowhere he says we had to we have to wonder who had the most to lose when the club of heroes went down and so they are able to break through one of the walls and they find Wingman hung up and burned to a crisp mm -hmm. so interestingly and this is where I get a little confused because I thought the ranger was the one in the red because he's got a boomerang. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, he's got a boomerang on his chest! Oh, that's, that's some real racist shit. It's, okay, it's I take back wing. my stamac now. <laughs> wing, bro. Like, it's clearly a boomerang! Look at it! Really I'm racist. A, it's like those little like air blades Man. that you throw. Air blade. That's the kind of shit Air I would blades? expect. That's yeah. not a real thing. That's the that's the kind of racist shit that I expect from me, honestly. That's I'm not very true, you, Eric. But I'm that's very not ashamed. a real thing. <laughs> Air yeah. blades? What are you talking about? <laughs> an airblade. It's, it's not a boomerang. Yeah. It's just an airblade. It's an airblade. So then you know what? Me look at me look at. I'm gonna go back. I'm going back to page two thirty three <laughs> in this big old omnibus here, looking at this club of heroes. Which one? looks more like the Australian Ranger. 
It's the guy with the boomerang on his chest. No, that's not the ranger, dude. Look at his look at his fucking wings behind him. Look at his cape, bro. I disagree. The ranger is the one next to him. He's an American cowboy. No, he's How not. How can that be the ranger? Look at he's his cowboy hat. Eric, Eric, he's got the scarf. Look of at his cowboy he's hat. He's got the scarf. I thought that was El- I thought that was Guacho. Or- I'm uh, losing my mind. <laughs> Either oh, you know way, what? El Gacho. You're right. I think I think I think that is El Gacho. You're right. You're right. Yeah, You're right. The, the sombrero Spanish looking guy. I thought that was that was Guacho. You're right. You're right. I thought that was the Ranger. That's my bad. Okay. I still so think the Ranger's not in that picture then. The Ranger is in that picture. He's not in that picture. Either way. <laughs> irregardless. We get this uh upon the the uh the discovery of Wingman's dead body. We hear this uh voice come over the intercom and it is the voice of the black glove saying you are losing. Shall we raise the stakes, gentlemen? We have your children. Advantage, evil, and fucking Batman just goes, huh? I don't think so. Fucking dope, dope Sick. as hell. Sick. Uh, chapter six six eight has the cool. No, six six nine has the yeah. coolest fucking cover. Where with all, all of them, of, all of them, them the hands in the air. Uh, yeah. Raising their instruments of like whatever they fight with, yeah. yeah. The fucking gods yeah. with the bolo, like, yeah. yeah. I love it. Fucking rules. <laughs> I love it so much. And so we catch up with Man of Bats and uh, Cyril, aka the Knight, where uh, Man of Bats is trying to get Cyril to throw up the bomb, but he can't seem to can't do that. I can't throw up. I can't and throw up. He starts to feel that the bomb is latching onto his stomach, on the inside of his stomach, which is a terrifying prospect. Mm-hmm. Um, we cut back to 12 years ago, where we see Cyril as a boy, as Squire, seeing Knight and Legionary in a fight. Uh, Squire goes to defend his father. And I am, unless I missed something, somebody died. And I'm unsure as to who they're talking about uh they talk about a little bit in a little bit right it's the it's the stuff that they found out about mayhew about mayhew's like wife yes 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 you're right you're right um so this fight obviously leads to uh the knight cyril's father uh going after mayhew um rachel the secretary comes in to try and help out cyril and she is subsequently fired by Mayhew. And this fight is what ultimately does lead to the dissolution of the Club of Heroes. Back in the modern day, we see Man of Bats heating up a knife. And it is ominous as fuck. As, he, as he turns around and he's like, A man who wore a bat mask to take the law into his own hands. We were all inspired in different ways. Some saw a chance for redemption. Some were thrill seekers, some were rich and bored, but heroes? Only a little kid would ever think we were heroes. And he goes to stab the knight in the stomach. Terrifying. So fucking cool. Man of Bats rules. Fucking Pierre comes running around the corner shouting about Man of Bats' son, Raven, when he sees Man of Bats standing over Cyril with a knife. 
and then he lunges at Man of Bats with his rapier, and Man of Bats knocks him out. Oh, he is the musketeer. You're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The musketeer thought I was trying to kill you. Uh, Malcolm was right. Hashtag Huzzah! Um, it's I, know, I know. I'm Senegalese. I know a Frenchman when I've seen him. Uh, Metabats, it is then revealed, is trying to dig out the bomb from uh, from Cyril's stomach, and so they're able to do that. But just as he pulls the bomb out, it explodes. Fucking timing, crazy shit. So potentially, we are down four Batmen or five, technically, Mm -hmm. with the Legionnaire. which just leaves Gaucho, Dark Ranger, and Batman. And we get the uh, the title card, The Dark Knight Must Die. Just, I love how pulpy it feels. Yeah, Ooh, that's, that's I love, cool. Baked what, really, love, really love the, oh, there Will, the, the Ed Eisner, uh, what is it, the Will Eisner? Uh, yes. Effect Eisner of, yeah. yeah, yeah, basically. Also, also, the shit that I love about Umbrella Academy, how they, mm. in every episode, show the title of the episode and of the show in the uh yeah in the opening in the, uh, really opening. really cool incorporating the title into the show weird uh, also hbo's watchman did that in a really cool way yes, yes. um so at that, at that moment they are trying they're making their way out of the uh mansion when gaucho is fired upon we cut over to an a chamber in the basement where we see the Ooh. trap daddy himself, Ooh. El Sombrero. Ooh. Oh shit, this guy fucking rules. <laughs> this is like Mexican black mask. That's what yes. kind of like this, this yes. is like real cool. He fucking rules. So fucking cool. This the sugar skull. The like, sugar skull this like face. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. So we see that uh, Raven Red had been captured and kidnapped, and he, he is he is being hung upside down over a piranha tank. And the only reason he is not uh, dropped into this piranha tank is because Robin and Squire, who have been captured, are hanging on to these bars, providing a counterweight for him to stay up. Mm-hmm. Love it. Again, now this is they James did Bond mention. Bullshit. They did mention at the beginning of this volume, this is pretty close in time to the end of last volume. Yes. Uh, where Robin broke his arm fighting uh, Big Bane Bat Daddy. Bob. Um, Bob, thank you. Uh, so Robin's arm is still kind of broken here. So this is excruciating pain. But that's just what Tim Drake does, baby. That's what he does. That's what he does. That's why he's um, best Robin. Batman picks up a scrap of Robin's costume, the R, and he's like, and he's just monologuing to himself at this point as Dark Ranger's just like, dude, Gacha just got shot. And Batman goes, of course, Dark Ranger was left-handed and you were smart enough to make sure we all saw you use your gun with your left hand, but your natural reflex. And he chucks the R at Dark Ranger who catches it with his right hand. Right hand. And it's Fucking revealed... Sick. The Dark Ranger is, in fact, Wingman. And that the Wingman that we saw was Dark Ranger, who had been killed. Which reinforces my thought that that's Ranger 
But that classic look is Ranger. I'm just saying. Boomerang on the chest. No. It. It's way, not. No. Uh, Batman engages in fisticuffs with Wingman, who is wearing uh, Dark Ranger's costume. Um, they're able to... I love the moment when Dark Ranger, like, fires on Batman. He's like, the knight ruined it. You ruined it. I'll stab out your eyes. When all of a sudden, the, the gaucho's bolo wraps around his neck and pulls him back. And we see Batman go, gracias, gaucho. And he punches I him. Mean, I mean, that is the most Dejic Vader moment. It's so <laughs> Dejic Vader. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's really good. Brutal amigos. Gracias, Groucho. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking awesome. Gracias, Groucho. <laughs> I... Same old stories. Same old moves. Don't you understand? <laughs> the fists of justice are always evolving. <laughs> that's my, I love that shit so much so god good. damn it <laughs> and so uh, we get the reveal that wingman uh, was taken in by the black glove because he was treated as a joke and he was instrumental in putting this whole thing together to try and lure Batman and kill him and so we also see that uh, apparently El Sombrero watched the village because as Red Raven, <laughs> as Raven Red is being held up <laughs> by Robin and Squire, Gaucho opens up the cage and it's the bees, not the bees. Oh God! <laughs> in my eyes, my eyes. My ah! eyes. I love that this gives Beryl the cool uh, Indiana Jones moment, though. The, oh, why, why did it have to be wasps? How does he know And then all of a sudden, two hands, two large hands, reach out and grab both bars. It's Man of Bats! He survived! fucking rules. He's so awesome. And he's also jacked. Yes. To the gills. Yeah. He is holding on to both of those bars, keeping his boy up, as Squire takes out a very Kelly, Carrie Kelly-style slingshot and shoots out the tank, the Prana tank, allowing Ranger Red to escape. Yeah. Um, at that exact moment, Wingman is, you know, shouting at Batman monologuing. He's like, it's not fair! Recognition came easy for you! Respect came easy! I've been running in place for years! I should have been an international hero, but you turned me into a villain! And then he's shot through the head. Somehow the most Mark Millar speech of all time. Yes. yes. 100%. <laughs> yes, very like, much. He is a Mark Millar character. character. <laughs> yeah, very, yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> and so we see that El Sombrero was the gunman and he is trying to fly off in his little biplane. The way Gaucho says it, like, it was Sombrero. El, El Sombrero. Sombrero. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking kills me. <laughs> Gaucho's so awesome. It's so good. Uh, Batman is able to give chase with uh, Dark Ranger's jetpack. And as he boards the biplane, it is revealed that this is, in fact, not El Sombrero. Mm-hmm. It's John Mayhew. You son of a bitch. Who, in, who was the mastermind behind this whole ordeal. He says... You know, I climbed the highest mountains, made love to the world's most beautiful women. I even tried to save the world with my own crime-busting team. But it was your disdain that killed the enthusiasm of the Club of Heroes. I tried everything until the only thing left to try was murder. 
just again a very like classic murder mystery monologue yeah he's a bad guy that is some agatha christie bullshit bullshit. that is some agatha christie bullshit i was just gonna say because like it's like all these clues have been laid out for you to like figure it out and then she just goes no it was odd all ruse it was actually first clue was the first scene yeah Yeah, exactly (laughs) and it's just like oh fuck you like how dare you make it like that complicated he then uses a little ejector seat to get away from batman and escape Batman takes hold of the plane and flies it back, brings everybody on because all as uh, Mayhew gets back to his mansion, we hear the uh, the intercom turn on again. And it says, in today's contest between good and evil, you gambled on evil, John Mayhew. You lost. And we see the, no, you again, can't. the fucking layout of the Black Glove closing around Mayhew. But now it's going down. Yeah. yeah, like it's reaching and down and grabbing his down soul, fucking him up. Yeah, uh, as the island explodes with everyone getting out, and we do see that Knight and Musketeer did survive the explosion as well. Mm-hmm. So fucking cool! So fucking cool! They're able to fly away, and that is the end of the Black Love story. Uh, chapters 669 and 670. Uh, we're going to skim uh, through these. 70 and 71, right? 70, 70 71, you're right. Yeah. Uh, we're going to yeah. skim through these because both of these uh, are part of a larger story called The Resurrection of Rachel Ghoul. Yeah. Listen, we can hit this in like two minutes. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so here we go. Are you ready for this? This is pretty good. Are you okay. ready for this? We're timing right. Malcolm. Here we go again. Okay. So I I am going to give you, because you have to explain an entire, not just like one page or one issue like we did last time. I'm going to give you one minute to explain the resurrection of Ra's al Ghul. Okay. Okay. All right. One minute on the clock, 60 seconds, three, two, one, go. Okay, so the big thing that you need to know here is that uh, the League of Assassins is in turmoil. There's certain attacks going on all across the world. Uh, the Batman's trying to pick up a little bit on, uh, seems like it's from Talia, but really it's not. It's because they're hearing rumblings, rumblings, rumblings that Al Ghul is back. The demon's head is back. Uh, the whole purpose of this crossover is that uh, uh, Ra's al Ghul wants to put his brain... 30 seconds in damien's body that's the only body that can contain like his essence and his soul uh so the whole thing is a big like smash and grab fight for damien's right to live as damien uh that's the big point of the story you get to have the fat family work together a little bit uh, it also introduces the suit of sorrows which will come into play Ten later seconds oh i'm done oh that's it nice excellent <laughs> hey, hey i'm done I also like it, love... there's nothing super great about the crossover like it's fine yeah, it's fine it's just you know th- for any issues for you guys to have read these two are the most important uh because i was gonna say like it, the, the it way be... they explained the, the the two these two issues it was yeah. very easy to follow through what this sidetrack was it was very actually yeah. informative and it's, it's because like, yeah. actually in the omnibus you get two basically recap pages illustrated by chris burnham yeah. Oh, really cool what? Where it it's... explains everything that happens in between each issue. Yeah. What? One page. Yeah. That's so like cool. here, 
It explains so like Robin's betrayal and all this shit. Yeah, the, the, fir <laughs> the first issue is Robin like deciding that he's not going to do what Raish says. And then we get a page yeah. of just explaining everything that it's like, it's like, in a rare demonstration of humility, Damien yeah. escapes to the Batcave to seek assistance, but his grandfather's ninjas are close behind, and they capture Damien and Robin and drag them to Ra's al Ghul's Tibetan stronghold. And it's like, basically, again, like a recap page. That's so funny. Issues. I want, I, I, I want this to happen more. If this was like done intentionally, I, I hope in or, collections, or like Dude, yeah. in collections where issues like tie into larger events, it would yes. be so helpful. That this makes me feel so much so better much. that those are in there. When you told me last week that those two issues were in there, I was like, really? That's so fucking weird. It is. And then I read them. I was like, okay, I guess like it works enough. Like it, you get enough of a sense of what's going on. Yeah. And then I guess you could just look up online the rest. That's so cool. They yeah. literally hide hired Chris yeah. Burnham to do like, hey, and here's what you missed on Glee. Like 671 ends with Batman showing up to fight Raish, and that's the end of the issue. But then you yeah. get that page where it's like, it wanting to assist it. his father, Damien sneaks aboard the helicopter of Rachel Ghoul's aide-de-camp, the White Ghost, and it like shows like everything that happens in there. That's awesome. Okay, so then all you need to know from there is that, yeah, uh, like you said, he gets put Soros. into the white ghost. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, Pseudosaurus. Pseudosaurus is a thing that we're going to talk about in this next couple issues. Yeah. And I do so. love this final panel of like flying back to Gotham, a colony of surrogate fathers and sons share a toast where it's like Batman and the Pseudosaurus, Tim Drake, Nightwing, and Alfred just cheersing. They're like, to family. <laughs> yeah. With mugs of cocoa. Hilarious. <laughs> now, it's back home amazing. now it's back home and wait for this to all blow over. <laughs> my favorite panel of the entire volume. Yeah. So good. Wayne Manor, not back of hot cocoa and wait for it all to blow over. That's <laughs> basically what it is. I fucking love that. That's so funny. With the wink, like yeah, yeah. Ding, wink. <laughs> um, so we get uh, like right after this, you can hear dun 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 so we catch up with Batman number 672 with an another artist change, this time bringing in one Tony S. Daniel. This is my favorite work from Tony Daniel is his run on this on this book. You know what? I get it. The, Tony, Tony Daniels run on this book and he does next week's stuff also. Yeah. Uh, Tony Daniels run on GMO stuff perfect it is so good looking gmo has this talent with right with artists they always work with the best artist for that particular story mm -hmm. it's so cool mm -hmm. really really good shit yeah for for me, this like um, this artist reminds me of two separate artists mixed into one. It's uh, it's um, God. One of them is John Romita Jr. because of the very last page of this volume, and um, and the other one okay. is, and the other one is um, not not Eric Eric Larson, but something similar to that kind of style because I of kind just of like that. because of like the a way. Like, like a Phil Hester in the sense of like, uh, there's panels in these book in, in these issues where like there's no color or pupils in the eyes of certain characters because mm -hmm. they're just not 
far there it's just not far enough for him to draw him so they just have these piercing white eyes with no yeah. like pupils in them there's like a page in here that day and it made me like get a little scared because i was just like ooh, that kind of look makes it uh reminds me of like 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 that like a phil hester kind of style a little bit yeah. but then you get like yeah. a moment yeah. at the end of the this whole book where it's just like um uh, it looks like john romita jr drew bruce wayne i was gonna say that the that last issue i think that's ryan benjamin doing that art yes oh, um, which we will yes, get into. i i can totally see what you're talking about which there. i can yeah. definitely see the larson and romita in that i issue. can see the larson in that a lot this yeah. one honestly this reminds me a lot of like early jim lee stuff before yeah, Jim Lee became yeah, yeah. like the stock style for DC. Yes. Yeah. Um, but Tony S. Daniels is a wonderful artist. Um, I believe he helmed the New 52 Detective Comics for a yes, while. Yes, he wrote and drew um, it. Um, oh, hey. Which I still have that volume one sitting on my, on my, uh, on my little shelf over here. Nice. Um, that's where Joker got his face cut off. Very interesting. That is exactly where Joker got his face cut off by the Dollmaker. I fucking love the doll maker. Uh, so here we go. Uh, chapter 672 starts off with back in Gotham. Batman is making his way into the GCPD and is looking to slap a pimp who is definitely, I guess, a recurring theme in Gmo's mm -hmm. Gotham City. <laughs> and I love that everyone's just like, oh, what the fuck's Batman doing here? They're like, wait a second. Dad ain't Batman. Somebody <laughs> call Ferrelli. And they're like, tell him the third man is back. And then we see him. I don't answer to that name. Not now. Bring me Commissioner Vane. 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 For those of you who aren't aware, Commissioner Vane was a character who was made commissioner when uh, Jim was demoted for a, mm -hmm. a time. Mm -hmm. It wasn't a long time, but it was a time. And he was just as corrupt as everybody else's. Mm -hmm. This is just how it was. His reign as commissioner was short and it was not very good. But uh, we see it's the Batman from Batman 666. I fucking love it. Yeah. I love yeah. seeing him. I yeah. love seeing him. He's terrifying. Um, and he says, like, tell him it's time. 7.35 last night. The bat signal came on in my brain. The sleeper awoke. Just so fucking cool! I didn't notice it before, but the dots for, like, the air holes on his mask, on his oh, face mask, are an upside-down upside down crucifix. Oh, that's... I didn't need, I did not notice that. That's fucking cool. That's dope <laughs> that, shit. That's metal. <laughs> like, th th this is the Batman that those, uh... I'm not going to say it, but those cultists want. Oh, yeah. The this, this, they is, want. this is the Batman that she tells you you don't have to worry about. No, this is this is you. And the other Batman, the, the Diedrich Bader Batman is the Batman she tells you not to worry about. <laughs> so, someone make that art. Someone make that fan art. <laughs> uh, and it's just Gmo's perspective. Yeah. It's you better. and the Batman Gmo tells you not to worry about. <laughs> I love it. So we see Commissioner Gordon getting ready to go to probably like a gala or something when he hears the commotion outside and we see that this Batman has burned some officers' bodies. Because he got the flamethrower still. Yeah. Mm -hmm. God, it's so... 
ah, he's like, I walked all the way from hell with a secret to tell about Batman and me. Just what a fucking line. I mean, <laughs> Gmail's poetry, man. Where poetry. are you, it rhymes. It rhymes. It rhymes. <laughs> Where are you, Fane? <laughs> we cut to somewhere where we see that uh, Bruce and... <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen. I mean... Her. Oh, that's what we're going with. Okay. Jezebel Jet. Yeah. They have been hopscotching all over the place, donating to charities, uh, doing events, uh, opening hospitals. And they are being uh, discussed by The View, of yeah. which one... <laughs> yes, it's, it's the DC Comics The View. Yes. Of which one host is one Vicky Vale. Vicky My Vale. Heart, which My I sweetheart. fucking love. I God, love this beat, too. Amazing. Just like the... I hope he's happy. Anything else happened this week? Yeah, <laughs> it's so good. Jesus doesn't want to talk it's about it. I so love that. Good. J J Liss. J Liss. That's what mm. it is. God. Vicky so, Vale. So good. And so we see uh, Alfred and Bruce, or Alfred, because he would absolutely watch The View. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Alfred's a sassy bitch. That makes sense. Yeah. Alfred's a sassy bitch. Uh, Alfred is kind of warning Bruce. It's like, hey, look, like, I told you to like re-establish your Bruce Wayne persona, but I didn't think you were going to get this like in the weeds about it. And Bruce is like, yeah. you know what? Jezebel lost her father to violence. Just like I lost my parents. She's trying to do something good about it. Like we're kindred spirits. He's like, she gets me, Alfred. She gets me, Alfred. She gets it. <laughs> She's not like the other girls. She's different. She's built different, Alfred. <laughs> She she's she's she is a pick me girl. I learned that that <laughs> terminology <laughs> this week. I'm Have hip. you ever heard of pick me girl? A pick me girl? She's a pick me girl. I've I've learned that terminology this week. So I'm hip TikTokers. I know. Wait, what's going oh, on. you just learned that? Literally yesterday, as we're recording. I don't this. feel old anymore. Yay! Literally just learned it. So <laughs> I know what that is. We're still in the we're still in the old people's club. Um, we cut yeah, back I'm to still thinking of like a pickup, pick me girl is like a pickup, like you pick up a girl or something like that. That's what nope. I'm just, okay. that's, a, that's, <laughs> that's, a, that's very different, Jake. Yeah, that's very all different. I'm thinking now. Uh, so we cut back to GCPD where uh, the third man we'll call him for now, um, yeah. is yeah, <laughs> is uh, or we, we can call him Saint Man or <laughs> Saint Man, <laughs> the Batman of Hell. The Batman of Hell. Bat Saint Man. Uh, Saint Batman. Bat Saint Batman. Bat Satan. Uh, Bat Satan. Bat Batman Satan. of Hell. The anti Man. The anti Man. Anti Bat. Anti Bat. Sure, you know what? Anti Bat. Anti Bat uh, sounds good. Yeah. The Anti Bat it has one of the officers at gunpoint, and we hear the officer actually say, "Don't do this. We're pals. Remember?" And it's very interesting. And then uh, Anti Man shows really? that he has a badge. So he's a policeman, just like the other two Batmen were. Um, Anti Man takes Bruce or uh, takes Gordon hostage while uh, Jezebel and Bruce are about to go base jumping. 
above the uh, city of Gotham. They a both hot air balloon. Hot air balloon. Uh, they're both <laughs> shoot about it to down jump. quick. <laughs> <laughs> they're both about to jump when the end all of a sudden, man. <laughs> when all of a sudden the bat signal shines on to the hot air balloon, and that so has to be intentional. I yeah. do not believe that it was an accident or that it was coincidence. <laughs> I mean. This is such. Th- this is animated series sequencing. Yes. Like, yeah. 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 It is. <laughs> this is. This is so good. They both jump to. Uh, they're doing like a base jump for charity, and as Jezebel, you know, lands where she's supposed to on top of a building, Bruce like pulls up his watch. He's like, Alfred, tell her I overshot the penthouse and you lost me in the alleys. Just make an excuse. I'll be as quick as I can. And Alfred's just like, sir. As he <laughs> pulls on the little fire for the uh, for the uh, for the hot air balloon, and then we get the fucking hardest full page spread. This is, this page is hard. It did not it's have to complete. go this hard. This page did not yeah. have to go this hard, but it, it drives really all night. Him like, crashing down it, on the fucking bat signal. Fucking in, in, in fucking Dark, Dark Knight Returns pose. Yeah. Boom! This clenched. This fucking... is cooler than. I'm just gonna say this is cooler than the Dark Knight's Dark Knight Returns panel. Yes, this absolutely. is eighty really times know. cooler than the Dark Knight Returns panel. This nice. fucking eighties. It was in the eighties. Nice job. Oh, nice. It wasn't intentional. Thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> this, this is fucking sick. This dude, is one it, of the coolest. It fucking drives, man. I I love this. And so we cut to the rooftop of GCPD, where we find out that the Anti Man actually turned on the bat signal, and he mentions. Uh, or Gordon does, he mentions like, Batman said there'd be a third man, another maniac cop in a bat suit. And Antire Man says, there were three of us, you're right. There's me and Bronca and Muller. We finally find out Bob's name and it's Bronca. I prefer Bob. Like Fernie Bronca. Fernie Bronca. Like, I'll have a Fernie Bronca. <laughs> you, you won't say anything to me, no I do you. Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. And so we see uh, we see that Bob has been let out by Anti-Man. And he's he's like, all right, yeah, I, I let him out before I came up here. So he's probably just, you know, doing some shit. He's killing people. He's doing his thing. Yeah. Who's to say? You know, that rapscallion Bob. Yeah. And he goes to shoot Gordon when all of a sudden Batarang straight into this man's forearm. Shink. Yeah. So good. Oh, it's like man. slish, and he's like, ah, at last. And fucking Batman comes in, and you just hear the dun 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 dun. You can totally hear all the fucking music that's just camping up right now. Da, it's so da, good. Da, da, yeah. Da, da. <laughs> Cape unfurled. He's coming in. He lands a kick. And he and Anti-Man go to work. They start, they engage in fisticuffs until Anti-Man pulls out this ridiculous looking gun and he fires straight into Batman's chest. And it knocks him for a doozy. It blows the bat symbol straight off of his chest. Yeah. Revealing the, uh, the armor that was underneath it, which I love. I love that concept. Yeah of it being heavily armored behind the bat symbol because that would obviously draw the most gunfire. Yeah. I also love the, the, like the, you know, like the skin tight suit, basically just having just this 
industrial armor that protects him like no matter what yes and it's reinforced in the chest too but um like i just love the idea that oh you just peel it away and it's just this it thin layer of like ultra protective like yeah uh, armor that's really cool um it's like high tech without it feeling like battle armor Yes, or like exactly. ultra militarized, which it's, I really do. It's like making really battle do. armor simpler and pl- simplistic for like everyday use. That's kind of what it is. Yep, hundred percent. Yeah, and so we see that that shot absolutely rocked Batman's shit. <laughs> yeah, because he's like ears ringing, arms numb, can't seem to breathe. Get up! He's trying to get up. Knees weak, right. arms spaghetti. <laughs> oh, arms spaghetti. Arms spaghetti. <laughs> Bobbit's on, on his sweater already. Moms are heavy. You know, we get it. Uh, and then Anti-Man turns around, shoots Jim. Like, and then fuck. Batman is, manages to get to his knees. He looks up at Anti-Man and then a face pops up. I have never seen this shit before. Yeah. Spe- a specimen. That was that, that freaks me out more than anything. It's like... Um... It's like the, it's like some like doctor Doctor Claw like yeah. logo that just pops out of it nowhere. Just like, it's like a hallucination. Yeah, and Batman's all of a sudden. Batman all of a sudden. I love this. He's like, not here, not now, not this. And we see this finger writing in this blackness as Batman's heart begins to flatline, and it just reads, Zer N. As Batman passes out, an anti-man says, brain death occurs five minutes after cardiac arrest. A lot can happen in five minutes. And then we hear a voice. Uh Uh-oh. Now you've done it. Now you're in trouble, Bruce. And we see the man, the myth, the legend himself, motherfucking Batmite. Holy shit. Holy Hell shit. Yeah. Like, Hell holy yeah. fucking shit. What a deep cut for Gmo to dig into. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? Like, it was it was already a deep cut when he brought back the ghost in, like, that first volume that we yes. read. And then to see Batmite just pop up here was just like, oh, my God. Freaking Batmite is important to this run. What? That's amazing to me. Okay, that just confirms it. This entire like run, I was gonna, I was gonna say this for when I like do my view, but this entire run has just been nothing but uh, a tribute to Batman: Brave of the Bold. That's all it's been because like, which hilarious because this came out first. Yeah, I can't believe I I have to believe that that somebody was inspired by this to bring out the Silver Age Batman for an animated series because that's this this is so good. This is such a deep cut with Batmite. I fucking love Batmite. It's so good. (laughs) And I still to this day can hear Paul Rubens playing him basically in my head. Oh, I mean, (laughs) Batmite is responsible for the, I think maybe of, my favorite moment of animation one of the single the greatest most, episodes of it's, anything it's the ever. most heartbreaking moment in yeah. animation just i think the, i know what you mean yes. i don't i the end of that finale oh. of, of uh batman brave and the bold where they're tearing down the sets oh, is God. is so fu- i'm tearing up right now. yeah it's, yeah, so, it's so fucking perfect yeah just like they can't be over <laughs> they can't be over 
So chapter 673, uh, we cut in with somebody who you know, but you may not recognize immediately. <laughs> He's a crime boss, just profusely sweating, taking drugs. He's like, no one can get in, right? Whew. And he's like, he's panicking. He's got his elite guard around him. He's like, he can't get to me, right? I'm safe here. He can't get near me. And then we get the backstory of the Thogal Ritual. Now, the Thogal Ritual, it says, is a experience designed to simulate life, death, and rebirth. Yes. It's supposed to be, I think, like either 10 to 30 days of complete sensory deprivation. Yes. And mm -hmm. it's not really clear what exactly is happening because Batman is narrating. He's like, where am I? This is serious. I'm having a heart attack. Some kind of flash forward. Deja vu. I have to get out. How long have I been in this cave? And he's like, how long have I been in this darkness? And it's like, it keeps flashing, right? So this is both like, it's possibly a memory, possibly a hallucination, possibly a dream. We don't really know. And it's, it's trippy. The future. It's the past. It's the end. It's the beginning. It's everything. And so we it's see. I, I love it. He's like, all of this is normal. And we see <laughs> my fucking boy, young Batman. In his little Batcopter. His bat little copter. solo Batcopter. The fact that he's in the fucking Batcopter. I love those copters so much. Me the only too. thing that bugs the shit out of me, the gloves aren't purple. That's 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 the biggest problem. Yep. The biggest crime is that he does not have the purple gloves. This they're is short the gloves and that costume. is correct, but they're not purple. And that yeah. is incorrect. Yeah. But we see that this is early days in Batman's career. Uh, and this is when he begins to establish the black casebook. Yes. And he write, he writes, uh, I, I practice that self-conscious, hard-boiled style Alfred loves to read. And he's like, he's writing it for Alfred, which I love as a record. Mm -hmm. And we see a bunch of different periods and a bunch of different events happening kind of in succession. Like Batman is confronted by uh, members of the or citizens of Nanda Parbat in the desert. He's watching his parents be killed. Um, he's chasing down people. And we come to find out that this mob boss, who is terrified of Batman getting to him, is one Joe Chill. Joe Chill. And at a certain point, he's like playing with cards and he looks up. And he sees that not only are all of his like elite guard taken down, but one of them has removed his face. And it was Batman the whole time. And he drops down with a laugh like he's the shadow or some shit. Yes. <laughs> Fucking awesome. Fucking this terrifying. Is... God. It's so rules. It's so good. <laughs> so the uh the the mob enforcers run up to the roof and they find fucking Batman there looking like a psychopath. Oh, oh Chill pissed himself, by the way. Yes. That's the best part. 100% did. did. Oh, yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, no, the I puddle beneath like, him. Why can't anyone protect me? Look what this is doing to me as he's like kneeling in a pile of his own pee. Like, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and so we continue on with the 
with the trippy ethereal storytelling and we see at one point batman's death we see clark we see hal we see dick we see ollie alfred and barbara and then there he is the batmite and he's trying he's like look i'm trying to tell you something like i'm trying to get a message across to you and this is when we're introduced to one dr simon simon hurt who was a experimental uh scientist who helped batman through a procedure where uh batman was trying to get into the head of the joker so he tried to he volunteered for this experiment where it would completely sense deprivation it would drive him insane essentially and this was when dick was still batman when or dick was still robin or sorry when dick was still robin and uh it's something that he forgot about he forgot that he did this he forgot about simon hurt he forgot about all of this stuff and so we see batman show up and we see him back in the office with uh chill and he says thomas wayne died when the first bullet struck him point blank in the chest martha's wound might not have been fatal if the ambulance had got there in time but her heart was weak and she died of blood loss i brought your gun back joe the one you used to kill them the left one you left one bullet in the magazine i've carried it with me all these years now it's yours again and that's when chill realizes that batman is bruce wayne and he says they'll all kill me if they find out they'll tear me apart i made batman and fucking Batman grins and he's like, sweet dreams, Joe. Heads out and Joe says, how am I supposed to live like this? And we see this be- this fucking gorgeous full page spread of Batman on the rooftop as we hear a blam. Yeah. Holy shit. So yeah. good. This is all cut with while we're seeing Batman's chest with a hole cut out in the shirt. And paddles hitting bring him, him back. Chest, bring him yeah. back to life. And so he wakes up and he's like, I had a heart attack on the roof of the GCPD. You you saved my life. A gloved hand sets the paddle or reaches for a drill and he says, I did, didn't I? And it's revealed that it was Anti Man who has captured Batman. <laughs> oh man. There's a drill in his hand and she's Holy like, shit. How how lucky do you feel right now, Batman? 673 is one of the like five best issues in Morrison's run. It's fucking crazy. That's a fantastic issue of comic books we just covered. That's that's comic booking at its best, baby. Yeah. So 674 gives us the backstory to the three Batmen. And we find out that the FBI and the GCPD did themselves a little experiment while Gordon was demoted and not commissioner. They decided we are going to do a program where we're going to build the Batman whenever Batman bites it so that we can activate you whenever he dies. And this program was headed up by Simon Hurt, the same man who was, who put Batman through the sensory deprivation experiment. 
and the three Batmen are the three survivors, or the three graduates, we'll say, of that program. Mm-hmm. So fucking cool. The title of this chapter is Batman Dies at Dawn. Dies at Dawn. <laughs> Uh, and we continue to get flashbacks. We continue to get cut-ins with, uh, with Batmite. Where we find out that, uh, at least in this continuity, all of the Silver Age nonsense was due to hallucinations that Bruce suffered because of the experiments with Dr. Hurt. And one of those experiments um, gave Batman a hallucination that Robin died. And he was ready to give up being Batman. Uh, we continue to get the explanation about everything that happened. Uh, we find out that the three Batmen, uh, anti, Anti-Man, Bob, and, I don't know, Bat-Gun? Zack Snyder's yeah. Batman? OG Batman? Uh, Gangster Batman? Zack Snyder's Batman. I like that. Zack Snyder's Batman. He's just like Batman with a gun. Yes. Uh, <laughs> his name is Joseph Muller. He was an ace mark marksman, and it says you broke his hands. I don't remember this. I don't remember this happening. Yeah, I I don't remember him breaking his hands. I don't remember him confronting that other Batman, but obviously it happened because that third Batman isn't running around. Yeah. So he was, I'm sure, I guess his hands were broken. He was apprehended. I don't know. And so maybe it happened when it was the debacle with the Joker and him shooting the Joker in the face and all well, that. That, stuff. that was when we meet him for the first time, yeah, but I don't remember yeah. them. Yeah, that's the only time we've really seen him following so. up on it at yeah. all, yeah. right? Because like right. it just shows him it's the only time we've seen him. Yeah, it shows yeah. him tossing the Joker in a dumpster, and then that's the la- yeah, that's the last we see of it because mm-hmm. we don't see the wait. No, that's different. I'm. Wait, because I'm looking back at it now because I have the gift of that giant ass omnibus. That omni, right? And we see a cape poking out from underneath one of the gurneys. Because the because there's a gurney oh, there yeah. with a body oh, yeah. in it and a cape pointing out. So I guess he's dead. Yeah, so is he, dead? he must be dead. Yeah, he must be I, dead. I don't remember, but okay, Maybe. cool. Because it, yeah, I guess looking at it now, because that's right, because. Because the whole thing kicks off with Joker saying, I finally killed the Batman. Yeah. Because he beat oh, him to death right. with a crowbar. Right, 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 yeah. right. And he thought that he was dead, and then that was when That was when he, he shot him. So that was his last him. act, yeah. was yeah. to yeah. shoot the Joker. No, you're right, you're right. Okay, you're right. so we, we've answered that question. We got it. So homie's yeah. dead. Yeah, homie's he's dead. dead. Homie's he's dead. dead. So we really only have two Batman, we'll say. Uh, I can't um, believe this year we saw the death of two Snyderverse Batman. Wow. Yikes! So try to keep the try to keep the purple gloves up. That's that's the theme you go with. That's hilarious. <laughs> uh, so we find out that Bob was a family man, did everything he was told, and he let Doctor Hurt dose him with venom shots and eventually the fucking monster serum. Monster serum from monster Batman serum. and the Monster Men. Yeah. Uh-huh. Nobody realized what it was doing to him until he killed his wife and kids. And so the cops set him up in that den. Supplied him with girls, TV, pizza, and drugs. Fucking wild. Crazy. Mm -hmm. And so apparently this Batman lines up with uh, with a cop, the Lane case. Okay. 
So do you guys know who this is? Which means this must be Michael Lane. Michael Washington Lane. Okay. Michael Washington Lane. And that's why I said the suit of sorrows will come up a little bit later. Makes <laughs> all the sense uh, in the world now. Jacob, are you familiar with Michael Lane at no. all? No, no, I'm not actually. Michael Lane goes on from this era to being the second Azrael. Which is wonderful really? because we got an email about him last week. That's right. Uh -huh. About how they wanted him to be Jace's, one of Jace's foils. Uh-huh. He's uh -huh. the Azrael who has the suit of sorrows, which we saw debut in the resurrection of Ra's al Ghul. And oh. he debuted in technically Batman 666. Fucking incredible. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's all connected. It's all connected. Yeah. It's wow. So okay. Cool. This is this is just the beginning of his that's hero why, story. That's why his suit kind of like looks like the Azrael suit, like metallic suit. That's also why his suit looks a little more like the Azrael suit. Yeah. yeah. Because oh, Azrael would go on to have that same kept, face mask. I face could mask. not I could not, yeah, that face mask. I was I could not yeah. figure out. I was like, this looks familiar. Why yeah. does this yeah. not look familiar? his family was slaughtered by Satanists? Yeah. Yes. Okay. It's hilarious. I mean, not hilarious, but like when you think about like the context, the greater context of it. Yeah. So uh, a couple years after this, he becomes Asriel. And he is huh. also the Asriel in the Arkham games. Yes, he is. I think yes. because where he, most yeah, John Paul Valley was from. gone. Yeah. Gone. And yeah. so we and honestly, see... Michael Lane's a better Asriel. I think he's way more interesting. Totally I like this. Totally I like agree. this. I was gonna say actually, I this like this a lot better than some like guy who escaped a cult from whose father was in a cult of like uh, uh, crusaders and stuff like that. This makes a little more sense yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Oh man. Yep. Wow, this is real cool. Okay. All right. Now yeah, I get pretty this. good, I right? Pretty good. Pretty good. I've had a lot of questions. Gima knows what they're doing. Gima knows what they're doing. They're fucking goaded, bro. So we find out, and Lane goes on to say, Dr. Hurt was the devil. Sometimes he visits this world to destroy the good and make slaves of men like me. They poured hot glue into my brother's eyes, carved obscenities into my sister's flesh, so I could be driven by demons just like you. Fucking insane. Absolutely insane. Um, and then he pulls out a knife and Keep he going. says yes how about here for the first cut or here showing the knife at his fingers and at his wrist he says or maybe just take the whole thing and he slices through batman's forearm but he doesn't really it's just the gauntlet and sleeve because batman had freed himself already and this is where we get our first, my first introduction to Bat God. This is, <laughs> this is a Bat God move if I've ever seen it. This is a Bat God move. That's, that's pretty say, big brain Bat God shit. It's some bullshit. <laughs> I was going to say this is more James Bond-ish. This isn't really I Bat disagree. God. It I is mean, pretty James Bondy too. Though. I would yeah, 100% like, disagree. Like I can yeah. see, I can see James Bond doing this a little bit. So I haven't really, I don't know. I don't it's think Bondian. He's but like, it's also well, Bat Godian. But it's just it's it's the narration Bond, here. Bond God. 
That really, like, <laughs> listen, oh, since I don't surprise easily. As Batman, I have to be prepared for all kinds of eventualities. Every day I run through a thousand different scenarios. I work out ways to defeat villains with MOs and pathologies that haven't even been thought of yet. I, th- I imagine a thousand potential death traps and plot my escapes. It's like, come on. <laughs> like this is what i'm talking about this is this is my main like problem with gmo's batman if he didn't if he didn't have this exclamation i would have been fine with uh that's what i'm talking that. about yeah, but yeah like, if batman it, didn't have this explanation yeah saying like i was right the like, entire time you know and it's just yeah. like i figured he would be talking long enough i could you know dislocate my shoulder and i could do this but that the fact that he already knew how to do this immediately even though he had just suffered a heart attack he was blacked out he died for five minutes like mm-hmm. i don't know that that shit it bugs me it's but fair. batman is able to free himself he uh fights with lane defeats him and then lane uh <laughs> i love this lane's just like this is your chance. If you kill me now, you can stop what's going to happen. Of course, Bruce doesn't do that. So he says, well, then I have my sidekick too. And fucking Bob busts it. It's like, I'm about I smash your head in. <laughs> fucking awesome. So fucking awesome. Bust through, but then blam, blam. He is shot through the face by Fiorelli. The cop that anti-man had taken captive and one of the washouts of the batman project mm-hmm. he promised he would take care of these men and so he's like you stay right where you are you caused all of this if i hadn't if it hadn't been for you none of this would have happened you hear me <laughs> and batman escapes with a smoke bomb because of you a batman like, Never you like, a batman it's like the teenager from the simpsons like became a cop in gotham city yeah. well, if i had a girlfriend boy she'd kill me oh man <laughs> <laughs> And so Batman pursues Anti-Man into the alleyway. Uh, I guess Anti-Man has better hops than Batman does because he clears a fence where Batman can't. Well, I mean, we uh, all know I, that Batman can't jump. I thought he, like, Batman kicked him jump. off, basically. He like, he, like, used Batman when he was getting close to, like, kick off to get over that fence. That's I what think I kinda, so. That's what it kind of looked like to me. Yeah, I, just, I just think that Batman kind of biffed it. I think he just biffed <laughs> it. Um, so, wow. Wow. So what an incredible display of heroism and bat godness. He managed to sl- dislocate his arm this and, does... and incompetent it, but somehow, for some reason, he can't clear a fence. To be, to be this, fair, wow. this doesn't be fair, cancel out the bat godness, okay? He, it, it, it's because he can't grip with his right arm. True. Oh, that's fair. Because he has that's the arrow in there, so that's going to mess with your mobility. So he, uh, he can't grip. And he just so, relocated his left arm. His arm and he just relocated his left arm. So All right, he is All handicapped right. right now, so that's why. Oh, okay. But I agree, Jacob, that is a very good way to counter the bat god thing. I disagree. I don't think it does. Immediately take him down. Lane goes, why now? Ask yourself why we reactivated. Why your replacements are circling like vultures. Maybe it's because we know your luck is running out. You'll soon be gone. And then he disappears in a puff of smoke. So cool. So freaking cool. Uh, we cut back at the end of a long night. Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. Hang on. You gotta, you gotta talk about the other thing here. Because there's that Batman narration about, you know, if oh, yeah. the hypothetical yeah. ultimate enemy can be imagined, I can't help considering the possibility that he actually exists. 
breathing, feels like a drowning, you know, but if he does exist, if the real king of crime is real, is he telling me his name? And Batman's there on his knees holding a black glove, a black glove. (laughs) Fucking and that, my friends, is poetry. <laughs> <laughs> it rhymes. It rhymes. It rhymes. That rhymes. And then in the final scene of this issue, at the end of a very long night for Batman. Oh, man. He gets back like, yeah. into his base jumping costume as Bruce. He's like, Alfred, no, shh. I need you to call a jet. But first, later, later, just, just do this. Make sure the press are here. I need a media circus to pull this one off. Oh, and bring band-aids. Band-aids would be good. And he just lo- just chucks himself into a dumpster. <laughs> Back into I the mean, parachute stand, like yep. suit and everything. It's so good. Rules. <laughs> Rules. Because he had to complete the narrative. Uh, Rules. Which brings so us good. to Batman 675. Um, we catch up first with a brand new artist, that being Ryan Benjamin who I believe is here just for this issue. Just for this issue, yeah. Uh, this, I think he does show up again later on. Gotcha. Good. Because he definitely needs to come back. I really enjoyed his artwork in this. Here's I, my don't, I don't love it as much as the it, Daniels That's art. the thing. It's it's a good midpoint. If you need a fill-in, like he's a good like fill-in for Daniel. But it's not as clean as Daniel stuff. It's a little sketchier. Also, he does not draw Dick's butt as well. I mean, yeah. Let's just—he gave him pancake butt. He does have cool layouts, though. I do like it. Cool layouts. Uh, We catch up with our boys, Mm -hmm. Nightwing and Robin, doing Mm -hmm. their thing. And I love Robin's just like dog bandits. We could do so much better than this. And Nightwing's just like, I had a great time. I had a great time. (laughs) (laughs) Rule. So good. <laughs> so we see that Bruce and Jezebel Jet are having dinner, and Jezebel is rightly annoyed with Bruce. Jezebel. She gives him, she reads him the riot act about him disappearing, canceling <laughs> dates, all of this stuff. And she, I love that she says, like, my time is just as precious as yours. I am not some, I want to read this. It's like, I'm not one of your bimbo heiresses. I'm not some idiot clothes horse you can treat like dirt because she's high on cocaine and crystal. <laughs> like, <laughs> god damn, she rules. She's she's great. And she's like, there is some, you're hiding something. And I don't understand. And it's like, look, we'll never be closer than this. Like, just be honest with me. And he's like, does this mean I should cancel the tempura? Like, he has to maintain that mask of Bruce Wayne. And then all of a sudden, the uh, the server next to them just collapses. And we meet the man of nine eyes. It was very interesting. Pretty cool. concept. It's very cool. cool. And so he is a, he is an assassin. Uh, he is, he's, he's either wearing a blindfold or he is blind, but he has eyes tattooed on nine of his 10 fingers. Why nine? Because one of them is cut off mm-hmm. and he is there for Jezebel Jet because she has very rich enemies who are, go- who are paying top dollar 
for her to be captured and eliminated. We then cut over to the other problem. <laughs> Al Ghul. Merlin? Oh, <laughs> and yes, Merlin. Merlin. Yeah, it's Merlin. Fucking Merlin, dude. It's fucking Merlin. <laughs> Merlin, Merlin before he was ever known as Malcolm Merlin because of Arrow when he yes. was just Merlin. And it's way Merlin. Yeah. I disagree. I love John John Barrowman. Yeah. Yeah, but I miss this Merlin. This Merlin was just shitty. He's like Merlin shitty, can never though. just be shitty again. He has to be like business shitty. He this guy's just shitty. a little dick. He's still, like, business <laughs> shitty. He's still a little dick in the comics. Yeah. yeah. Oh, not as much. Well, I guess he's back to being a little shit again. That's right. That's Either way, uh, we see that Merlin is teaching Damien archery, and Damien needs no help. Needs no help whatsoever, because of course he's he does. He's a Mary Sue. Uh, we he's see- a Mary Sue? Oh my god, what a reference! <laughs> I mean, oh you're fucking god. bright. Like, no one complains about that. He just doesn't struggle. Anyway, um, <laughs> we see that the uh, the fiend with nine eyes has taken Jezebel hostage. Orders his two uh, his two bodyguards to take Bruce with them, but finds that they have been incapacitated. We cut to uh, Robin and uh, Nightwing, who are battling somebody, somebody with a jetpack. Uh, oh, it's the ray gun! It's the ray gun raider! Yeah, the ray gun raider. Yeah, what a Silly. another deep pull, another deep, deep pull. cut, real deep cut. <laughs> and so they're able to apprehend him when all of a sudden they realize, oh hey, there's smoke coming out of the Alhambra restaurant. That's where Bruce and Jezebel are. Um, it's also takes... the restaurant where the Ghostbusters ruined the uh, the 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 dining room hall in the first movie and everything. So I just thought, like, hey, look, is the, it? the Ghostbusters are ruining the the the, the, the what it, I can't say it. Uh, Alhambra. The, Alhambra, yeah, the Alhambra, Alhambra ballroom is what it's called. Huh. Yeah. Oh shit, that is funny. Oh, yeah. That is funny. That's, funny. That's a very Gmo. New York place. secret yeah. secret Ghostbusters fan, mm. or or just resident New Yorker. You know, Maybe. just goes to New York a lot. Maybe they do. Yeah. Uh, so Field Nine Eyes has Jezebel in the kitchen all of a sudden all the lights cut off and we hear that familiar laugh as we the see Bruce he goes back to the laugh is sick Bruce it's Wayne so in cool. full fucking gremlin mode <laughs> uh, we cut back to Talia who is like oh Merlin I sent you after uh, I went. I sent you to basically kill Jezebel Jet. He's like, yeah, you know, I I was going to, but then you know, terrorists. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't fucking believe this, Talia. I swear to God, <laughs> this shit is wild. <laughs> I love Talia's just like terrorists. How very odd. Like I just love the line. I would love the line delivery of this. And so Damien, Needed. who has somehow aged 20 years. Uh, That's a uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. miss on Ryan Benjamin art there. Unfortunate thing for Ryan Benjamin, yes. Yeah. He looks yeah. like an adult in the face and then a yeah. teenager in the body. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It is it's weird. A miss, yeah. Uh, Nightwing and Robin bust in and uh, we see that, we hear the, ah, where uh, Bruce has disabled this man with prejudice 
uh he has <laughs> brought down this man used hot oil on his fingertips kicked the shit out of him and he's like was it the black glove he's starting to get paranoid he's starting to believe that there is a conspiracy behind him and bruce like this full page spread by Ryan Benjamin is fantastic. Yeah, like an absolute yes. fucking maniac. Yeah, yes. that signal shining in the background as Jet comes in the room and is like Bruce, and then yeah, you get the fucking oh, now I see what he truly is. Yeah, and we get that great page turn where Jezebel walks up, she puts the hands around Bruce's head, and she says, "Bruce Wayne is Batman, and the shadow of the bat." looming over them both what a fucking way to end this volume holy shit god damn guys this was fucking incredible um so as we wrap up gentlemen final thoughts on this volume and what was your favorite part i'm going to go to malcolm first uh i love this volume shit um you know crossover aside like i really love this volume uh i mean the crossover is not even bad it's just you know i feel like it's mostly unnecessary um favorite part i mean it's hard to say because i love the black love story i i really fucking love that story but that's not to discount that the rest of it is so good even like this last issue six seven five is x oh no favorite part is six seven three that's one of the greatest issues of all time. Easily. Nice. That the, the way that that issue is broken up in time and space and everything. It's it's perfect. That is a perfect issue of comic books. Hell yeah. Jacob? Um, I'm going to have to say that this was an incredible volume. The first half of this being a true silver comics like uh, tribute to Batman uh, the middle section of the two issues of just being a part of a, a, a bigger, uh, what is it, story of the resurrection of Rachel Ghoul. The fact that they included uh, like uh, segments for us to understand what was going really on and why good. that was said yeah. is really good. It's that needs to happen in more Omnibi. You hear me, people that make these omnibi you need to start doing this and just hire um, Chris Burnham for all of them, honestly. Just do it and then, um. And then the later half of this dealing with um, um, this, this, the 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 anti bat, the nega bat, is what the I like nega to say. The nega bat. The nega bat. You can't say that just, one. I know we can't say it. I know. Can't say that even nega duck. Even nega duck is still really bad for Darkwing Duck. You know. Uh, so, Every so often, I hear, I I see that clip from fucking Fairly Odd Parents, where they talk talk about the Crimson Chin and his. Opposite oh yeah bad. just one letter off real bad um but uh, <laughs> the, the the real the real thing that i really want to push here is like how um how much my favorite part is is 673 because it introduced an idea for me of what's going to happen in the future of the fact that um Batman died of a heart attack in that episode and had hallucinations and a vision and everything like that. It felt like something that honest. Okay. For me, uh, after reading all-star Superman being like the last few moments of Superman dying uh, uh, in the way he perceives that and what he does with that, 
is what kind of what I expected from all-star Batman is and Robin. Mm-hmm. But 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 if you took away, if you ever did Batman and Robin, about if you ever did, sorry, if you just did Batman, all-star Batman, this is the concept I would love is the fact that people are at a funeral talking about how great Batman is and all Batman did was die from a heart attack. The most human thing that could possibly happen <laughs> is no foe could ever defeat him. No, nothing could ever uh, like take over. He dies of a heart attack. Natural is exactly causes. the idea of natural causes is what I thought of in terms of where this is leading uh, for uh, for Grant Morrison for who takes up the mantle of the bat for like bat uh, like yeah uh, I I love this idea. I need this idea. Because I because it makes absolute sense in the fact that, you know, how cool would it be of just like everything he's done, everything he's prepared for, every scenario, every every problem that he talks about, he doesn't expect a, a, a heart attack to just, you know, happen to him. Well, you but know? Jacob, that's the thing is that Batman and Robin can never die. Well, no, but but the, like illusions, be, illusions. Like, yeah, <laughs> just it's how big for, foreshadowing. Be. Um, it also brought up the idea of like, I don't want two Batman in film that's going to happen, uh, between Robert Pattinson's the Batman and whatever this Batman brave and the bold. Yeah. I feel like Batman should be embraced by everything that he does the way that Gmo does it here. And yes. the fact that we both got a silver age Batman story, a Batman crossing story, like that's involved of a bigger story and then yeah. just batman um just doing yes. the noir thing that he always the present day batman that he does yeah Who, if you look at I like don't care yeah i think robert pattinson would be great as a gmo batman because gmo batman does all of this, this like that all last volume shit? was all just crime shit and yeah. then yes. this volume is like really weird like superhero shit and then really yeah. weird like mind bendy shit robert pattinson would be perfect for oh. all of all of this absolutely i can see that kind of batman continuing to do this kind of stuff that would happen and yeah. it just makes me more upset that they're trying to separate two batman to be like two different distinguishing like uh uh, yeah. uh, uh films I, for those type yeah. of people who want to have both like oh i want the goofiness and all that stuff of like what uh, the comic bookness of batman but I want the uh, but there's also the noir part and the 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 deep re- uh, psychological trauma and everything that he has. Right. It, why do we have to have it separated? I don't think we have to. I think we can absolutely embrace it both in 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 its own way. And style. insert clip of Paul Bettany saying absolute disaster. <laughs> <laughs> I still think the the best thing that they could do is introduce Batman and immediately kill him in the opening 15 minutes of that movie. Be so fucking tight. Dick taking <laughs> up the so mantle with tight. Damien coming to town like where's my dad? So no explanation, like, no nothing. Just do just do it. Just do it. Just do it. Wow. Yeah, that's, I'm that's I'm tough. with you guys. This this volume ruled. I I knew I was going to love this volume and I loved it even more than I was expecting to. Uh, my favorite part is obviously the black love stuff. I fucking love murder mystery bullshit. Yeah. Uh, the J.H. Williams art is stellar. Um, yeah. Sets up everything. Literally, it sets up everything that I'm sure we're going to be dealing with going forward. And I love the introduction of the black glove or the uh, the centuries game. Um, <laughs> I fucking I love it, man. I really, really dig it. Yeah. Uh, and I'm excited to keep going with it. But before we talk about what's next, we uh, 
We got some emails, which means Malcolm, what time is it? Mail time has made a move. Advantage, evil. Ooh. <laughs> if you would like to be part of the Geeksplained book club mailbag, send your emails to geeksplained at gmail.com. Put book club mailbag or bat club mailbag in the subject header, and we will read it here on the Friday show. Our first email comes from one Michael Cox. Mike Cox. Michael. Good brother. Mike is writing in. He writes, hey, Bat fam. Hope y'all are doing well. As most everyone knows during Gmo's time on Batman, they also, hold on. Sorry. They also wrote Final Crisis. Will the book club be covering Final Crisis even though it's not really a Batman book? It just happens to have a pivotal moment for the character that Gmo sets up there. Mike, I like to keep our schedule pretty under wraps. I like to surprise people. I like to uh, let them be surprised by the announcements of what we're covering each week. But I'm going to let you know, yes. We will be oh, covering Final Crisis. Don't worry. Malcolm oh, really? just grabbed his absolute Final Crisis off the shelf. Don't <laughs> worry. Cover. Beautiful cover. We're going to gag a man of integration. Oh, we'll no. be doing Final Crisis a little bit later down the line. Get yourself ready. It is going to be a doozy. So thanks, Mike, mm. for writing in and checking in on that. Final next... Crisis, the best DC story of all time. Disagree. Uh, it's great and terrible about comic books. Our next email comes from good brother Jacob Goodhart. Hey, Goodhart. what's up, Jacob? Uh, he writes, Dear Geek Swing Podcast, remember when I said that the first part of Grant Morrison's run on Batman with Damien was the most straightforward story? Yeah, I'm going to double down on that with this arc. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in all seriousness, this is actually a really fun arc with an interesting mystery at play. Honestly, I think Morrison's entire run is great upon subsequent rereads. Speaking of runs, I finally finished the Mark Wade run of The Flash, and Wally West is officially the best Flash in existence to me. Hey! Jay is a close second. Well done. With Barry behind Impulse, Jesse Quick, and Max Mercury. I was, I was mostly surprised by the number of tie-in issues that proved to be enjoyable reads. Zero Hour, Final Night, and even the Underworld event play parts in the story that flow seemingly into one another. Okay, this is my hot take of the week. Zero Hour and Final Night are great stories. Y'all are just mean. Uh, yeah, they're pretty good. They're like definitely not bad. Hella underrated. Like I don't, I don't know why everyone thinks that they're bad. Uh, underworld uh, is bad underworld is bad yes uh, he, <laughs> is bad. <laughs> he writes there's even a story that's basically one more day for wally and linda but it ends 100 times better and honestly should be how they undo it in spider-man and after the last issue that came out and I'm, I'm officially moving to flash fandom until the latest run ends and i can come back without paul or those fake kids in the book yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the current Spider-Man run continues. Oh, Instead, I'm going to keep on reading Flash until I can catch up to the latest run with Wally and his family, which is fantastic. We'll say that. Yeah. Uh, I also began reading the epic saga of the Swab Thing by Alan Moore. Yeah, the comic can make you have an existential crisis and five issue in five issues or less that it's doing something right. I've heard of this yes. run for years, and I'm so glad I began it. The supernatural and almost Lovecraft-like horror of the book is yes. making it one of my favorites, That's as well as the best. incredibly unique relationship shared between Abby and Swamp Thing. It makes me yes. wish we had more than one season of the Banger TV series. That show ruled. That show was that so fucking good, and it's a part of why 
I'm really mad that they're doing the movie because I think they should just bring back the cast from the show and just do another season of the show. I, the show is so good. I think they could easily bring that cast back. Very. Uh, why don't they just bring the cast back and just do a movie? Just just do, do what they've been doing. For I the, hope that's uh, what they do. And they just season do one that ended in such a good place that they could it just did. do. Oh, either way. Yeah. Either way. Kevin Durand. Uh, <laughs> right, and not, for, not, the, not of the Phoenix Suns. Uh, no, yeah, he no, writes no. <laughs> for my question this week while boo, I was reading the flash. I ever got help. that he, references. He's, 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 he's gonna help. He's gonna help us win a championship. Sure. I couldn't help but think of Mark Wade's other sports work. fans that are listening to our podcast. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> Jacob is talking. Okay, uh, I couldn't help but think of Mark Wade's other work, the ongoing World's Finest. Incredible book. The, the last book. story arc had a twist in it that shook me to my core with the reveal of a character who Wade had teased we already knew, but as a different character. I also mm-hmm. noticed that Wade puts in the work to his explanation for why powers work the way they do in comics. For instance, in The Flash, he establishes that Wally is able to tap into the speed force to share his momentum with objects. Thus, he can carry people and things at super speed around him and use them. Or later on, he discovers that he can absorb the momentum from other objects and add it to his own speed. I love the idea of a superhero having defined powers, but then finding a new way to use them. Do you have any favorite examples of this? Or do you have an idea of how a hero or villain could use their powers in a way we haven't seen before? I'd love to see Spider-Man try and train his Spider-Sense more. There's a What If comic where Peter does this and basically gets precognition of threats to him days in advance. I think if this were given to his main universe counterpart, it could lead to some really fun stories as well as questions of what his responsibility is with having such power. Keep riding the lightning, Jacob Goodhart. Jacob, that is that, a phenomenal question. Great question. The, really great the, question. The, the idea of that what if of Spider-Man being able to like focus his thing, it's very dead zone where you like get pre sure. of like very, very dead zone and minority report. Where, you dead know, zone, where minority report, Civil yeah, War 2. You could definitely uh, go with that route edition. with like, Spider-Man. Yeah. He would definitely be like that kind of like, he's just like, holy shit. Uh, there's going to be a murder in like three days or something. I got to figure out how, this, yeah. how I'm going to stop all that. And then just like, you realize like him knowing that, you know, is just already the setup of what it's going to already be. Uh, it's, it's, that's great. I love that. Um, yeah. um, I'm trying to think of other heroes that can like, uh, that. a few that I thought of uh, one again, the flash, but it's Barry. Uh, the first story arc in the new 52 run does a really great job oh, yeah. speed of thinking. expanding that. It's the speed thinking yeah. thing. Where oh. Barry is told, like, your brain is still using, like, the normal amount of speed processing. If you speed that up, then you can kind of predict and plan out things better. And so he does that, and it works really well until he gets so absorbed in thinking out and planning things that he gets shot in the head. Oh, <laughs> it's a really wonderful like, fucking is, story. It really is, is super excellent. good. Uh, great story. So that's one. Um, uh, has uh, anyone uh, written? Uh, I got one where has anyone ever tried to have one like Hal Jordan? I know, the, I know the uh, like parallax and stuff, but has anyone ever becoming tried to a living like, embodiment of will? No, just becoming a living embodiment of all the spectrums, uh, both will and all the, all the lanterns. They, they did that with thing. Kyle, yeah, was, that's Kyle, that with okay. Kyle in his lead up to becoming Kyle the white the, lantern, yeah, yeah okay, all great right. story yeah. arc, really great okay. story arc. Uh, say. That would I be really cool to see somebody. I think like, just in focus. general, a lot of the like secondary mutations for yeah. a lot of the X Men have been really yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, Emma's diamond form. Yeah, Emma's diamond form. Um, I think the, I mean, just the evolution of Jean's gray, Jean Gray's telekinesis into her yes. telepathy. Yes. I think is a great oh. one. 
Yes. Uh, especially what they did with that with Young Gene when yes. Young Gene was around. Yes. I think 100%. that's the best like fleshing out of that in general. And I think that was that was like a really, really good expansion of powers of saying, okay, here's the basic set of powers. Let's see what all we could do with that. What all does that encompass? Um uh Jane with Mjolnir. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's a great example. Um, we gushed you know, about that during the Days of Thunder. That shit I mean, was intense. She does things that Odinson never would even imagine with Mjolnir uh, and with the powers of Thor. So I mean, that's that's kind of a perfect one. Um, Miles with his Spider-Man stuff. Uh, oh yeah, the Venom Blast. You know, I mean, it's, it's a very things. different power set. Uh, but my favorite example, and it's a this might be my hot take of the week. Uh, another super new 52 original, but Superman's solar flare thing. I fucking love the solar flare. Oh, I, I, I fucking love, love the solar flare. The solar flare. I think that's a genius idea because Superman takes in solar energy from the yellow sun. What happens when he takes in a lot of it? He has to expel it. Yep. And then that naturally leaves him weakened. Like, I think that's such a great idea. Yeah. Um, I totally agree. So yeah. Uh, that's, like that's the- probably my favorite one. It's like kind of the concept with like um, him absorbing, like the him absorbing the 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 plants, the 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 sunlight and yeah. everything from the plants and stuff when yeah. he like comes back yeah. from the atom bomb and stuff. I kind yeah. of also love that too, where he's yeah, I do. He's love able that. to like red and blue Superman, like the electric Superman. The electric. I love that electric. too. I think that's that's really. Cool. You know, that's a great idea. That you could, if you were, if if. If Superman had that power, it'd be really cool for him to be helping out in a different way. Like he could be bringing like crops to be to be yeah. blooming and stuff like yeah. that. And also, yeah. It, I always thought like, wouldn't it be cool if like Spider-Man had like sort of almost a uh, weather-like power, so that way he can like manipulate the environment around him to be to 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 help people. I, I kind of a little storm. Sure. Yeah, was, and stuff like that, but goddess in Africa because that's what she does. Yeah, yeah exactly. So yeah. I, I think that would be. I love to see like that with like like flares. Yeah, like uh, sun flares. Very, yeah, very much Superman a sun soul yeah. monk basically with uh <laughs> with Superman. That would be yeah, really cool. I, I I absolutely agree with you guys. Like those would be super cool. Um, I think one of mine that I really enjoyed was during the uh during the Ewing Guardians run, the evolution of Peter Quill. Yes, Star Lord. Yes, yes. Yeah. making him truly the master of the sun. The master of the sun. Yeah. <laughs> um, that shit got got me so hyped. I and fucking love that book. Ah, shit, I've so been thinking. Fighter of the that. Nightmare. I'm gonna have to reread that for sure. That for the podcast, who knows? Um, we you also you mentioned the Flash, and I just want to do a shout for the Infinite Mass Punch, like that shit. Ooh, yes. I love. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, but yeah, so thank Flash you. Always gets that opportunity. And always I think gets such creative opportunities. The show does a really good job with for the first two seasons. Yes. Um, like a really good job of like, okay, throwing so the lightning. Power is let's be fast. But what all can we do with that? What are all the applications? Yeah. I think that's the one that like writers on the Flash always have to come up with a new way mm-hmm. to display that character's power. Um, yeah. He's he's the one who always oh. gets. Shit, Namor. Um, I talked about this during the episode that I covered for the uh, for the Invaders comic that Chip Zdarsky did. Um, the evolution of Namor's water kinesis. There's a great mm-hmm. moment where he's negotiating with another tribe to join him, and he's yeah. like, "They are not interested." So he's like, 
okay, cool. And he fucking uses his water kinesis to basically Moses style part this part the ocean around them. Yeah. So that they can't breathe. They're like stuck in open air. And he's just like, hey, do you want to listen to me now or not? Like yeah. terrifying. And that comic did a huge, huge power boost to him. So that yeah. was really cool. Uh, so yes, great question, Jacob. Thanks for writing in. Uh, next email comes from Adam Stringfellow. Good morning, Adam. Uh, he writes, hey, Gotham Knights. Hope y'all are doing well and off to a good week so far. Thank you to all three of y'all for the birthday wishes. I'm now 29 years old. Had an awesome birthday where I held and cuddled an alligator. Uh-huh. Very... I saw pictures, bro. <laughs> and very excited for my boyfriend, Michael, to come down to see me in the next couple of weeks. Before I get into my topic this week, I want to do a quick mental health check-in. How are y'all doing this week so far? How's work and everything been going? Jacob, mental health check. Jacob, you're muted. Oh, there we go. Sorry. Sorry about that. I'm getting, uh, <laughs> it's already starting out so well. Um, was there, fine. Uh. So, so there you go. Um, the, uh, I'm getting over being sick and, um, and, uh, right now, eh, everything's are coming down right now. Things are coming to a head. We'll say that. Yeah. Hell yeah. Malcolm health check. Uh, I'm all right. Um, I'm all right. I'm just a little hungry, but that's it. I'm good. <laughs> Yo, I feel that. I feel that. Um, I'm feeling. I'm feeling pretty good. I'm feeling pretty good. Um, I got two bookings recently for voice acting stuff. So nice. I'm excited. That's very uh, boy. Very excited. Really excited yes. for uh, one session that I'm doing tomorrow. Um, and then I, I just got the email like literally right before we started recording that I might have booked another thing for next week. So yes. always stressed, always tired, but I'm, I'm, I'm booked in blast. Hey, you're doing uh, great. Uh, but he continues on for my topic this week. I wanted to pitch you an idea for y'all about the origin of Bruce creating the yellow bat symbol for his suit. My head canon is that soon after Bruce adopts Dick and soon after he helps found the Justice League, Bruce changes up his uniform to a dark blue on the inside of his cape and the yellow oval. Bruce explains this pragmatically as wanting to draw gunfire from Dick, but to him to him but in actuality it's because of dick and the rest of the league's influence on him because of dick clark diana and the rest of the league's optimism and adventurous nature bruce is allowing himself to have fun with his mission and embrace being a legitimate superhero it's only until years later after jason dies that bruce moves back to the all-black bat insignia as a way of mourning jason and then years later after jason's return and the bat family now being whole and full bruce changes his insignia to the rebirth insignia as a well of still mourning the losses he suffered but also remembering the hope and heroism dick and so many others have brought into his crusade all these years ago just my nerdy headcanon for the reasoning behind bruce's bat insignia as you can see i'm very much bored at work lol please let me know <laughs> what y'all think of it and if it makes sense for bruce's character to do that all the best and much more adam love that concept if you have not read new frontier mm. they basically do this mm. yeah i was gonna say that that actually is like that's my canon because of new frontier yeah, yeah. That, same here. that's exactly yeah. what it is. Yeah, same. Yeah, it makes yeah. all the sense in the world. Um, there's a great moment in there where uh, he doesn't need to scare people anymore. Yes, where Clark yes. is talking to Bruce, and Bruce is like, "I'm here to scare criminals, not small children." Not small children. And yeah. I just, I fucking, I love that. So yeah, hit the nail on the head, Adam. Great, great pitch. Also, uh, let's talk about this email again in maybe like six or seven weeks time. Okay. Oh. Okay. Very yeah. ominous. 
I don't like that. Either nope. way, uh, because this is a Stringfellow joint, he did give us a PS where he writes, Hot Take of the Week! Harry Osborne is such a shitty friend for Peter. There's literally no incarceration. <laughs> <laughs> I know, Adam. You know who fucking sucks? <laughs> Harry Osborne. I know you meant to write no incarnation, but you wrote no incarceration of Harry, and he and it apply both words apply. That, honestly, apply that's better. Harry, yeah, of, <laughs> of Harry that I actually like. All he does is complain and blame Peter for everything. He doesn't seem to like anyone in Peter's circle. He never has anything positive to say, or at the very least, useful. And he almost always turns out to be a villain. Yeah, Harry sucks ass as much as Hawkman. <laughs> 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 fellow agenda continues with Hawkman, man. Oh, Dream man. Uh, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Harry sucks in most adaptations. I mean, I, him in the, uh, look at him in the first movie, like with Tobey Maguire. Even I was just like, why are you friends with this huh? guy? Huh? It's like, it's like, was your friend brother? Huh? <laughs> slap. That's <laughs> still my favorite. Yeah, he slaps slap. him in the second slap. movie. What kind of a fucking brain hey, is hey, he? Hey, Malcolm. Man? Malcolm, how's the pie? So good. <laughs> <laughs> that is, I listen. James Franco is a very bad person. Very, a bad very person. bad person. Very bad person. That performance across three movies is one of the greatest performances. One of the greatest as an actor. The yeah, commitment as an actor, is that is a fucking legendary. incredible performance. Yes, it's the so escalation good. between the three movies is perfect. It's yes, so good. Agreed. Absolutely. Uh, so thank you, thank you, Adam, for writing in and your agenda against Hawkman. And I'm actually going to follow that up with an email that we literally received as I'm recording, as we're recording this. Oh no, shit. Um, Oh, yeah, this is from uh, the real deal himself, Brian Real. Brian Real. Hey, Brian Real. Who's keeping it real? Uh, he says, "Greetings, enforcers." Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I hope everyone is doing well. Just have to say, I've been loving the Morrison Batman coverage so far, even though I'm still bitter about Gothic not being. <laughs> I will never read Gothic. I will never, never read pass. Batman Gothic for my for the we rest pass. of my entire life. Brian, we, Brian, we can never do Gothic now. That's the thing. We can never cover it. We can it. never do it now. We can never cover it. Come back. Yeah. Uh, he reads, it was one of the first big Batman runs I read when I started expanding my comic reading after college from mainly Marvel titles. So it has found a place in my heart. This week, I wanted to ask for some quick pitches for the back half, chapter one, and some hopeful early chapter two movies slash TV shows for the new DC universe. I've got some of my own I'd like to share and I can't wait to hear yours. With Swamp Thing heading back into the spotlight, I would love to see Animal Man make an appearance in a TV show and have the yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Not not sure if I'd want Rot World right away, but the establishing of the red after the green seems logical. Plus, yeah. I think that also paves the way for some Justice League dark stuff to finally happen. <laughs> Jacob's having a conniption right now. Yes, he <laughs> that is exactly that what I expect. And listen, give me give me that new Fifty Two Animal Man shit. If, yeah, if you got to do Rob Wood, that's fine. But yep. give me him with a family and everything. Yes, I want fucking Animal Man. And I know Jacob's going to love this. He writes. Then there's the question. I think oh, another big budget, dirty noir story as a premiere TV show would best suit Vic Sage. I would love to see the Denny O'Neill run adapted and integrated with the later stuff with Renee Montoya taking over. Um, yes. if any of you are it, real quick, real, if you are watch Mason, Perry Mason on uh, HBO Max, yeah. it is the yeah. perfect way to 
pretty much describe what I want for the question to come back. That is exactly what the question should be. Season two of that is coming out soon. And yes, yeah. thank you. I've never seen it. So consider it added to the list. Yes. It is incredibly good. Incredibly oh, yeah. good. Uh, like, Robert Downey Jr. produced. Yes. Ooh, this was awesome. the first thing that he and his wife like went and did like after Iron Man was like, start producing the Perry Mason show. Like start that in production. Incredible. Good what shit. a great revamp of an old like 50 show that was yeah. just like a very nice like very nice like uh, uh, what was it like a, cri- a crime and, and court show basically yeah. it was just a really neat little like yeah. it was the law and order of the 50s i should say this yeah. this is the way to do it it, it is yeah. so good uh, uh uh i mean you automatically get points for having shay wiggum who shay wiggum is <laughs> yeah. excellent, oh, everything. excellent. Who uh, make him the question? Like, do it, do it now. Like, just, just make him the question. Women nice. would be a good question. It was really. Um, Brian continues. Finally, I have to say, I want Hawkman. That's <laughs> 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 why I wanted to read this directly after Adam's email. <laughs> I fucking wanted to. <laughs> I want to see this crazy past five or. I want to see his crazy past lives and all their glory on the big screen, a la the Venditti hitch run. I think the story could be adapted pretty well to serve doubly as an origin and first outing. That way, we'd hopefully get to see some more heroes like Hawkwoman and the Atom in this new iteration of the DCU. Those are the big ones for me. Apart from that, some quick hits that I'd love, a Legends of the Dark Knight anthology animated series, love that, and eventually a JLI movie that takes place after whatever traumatic crisis is sure to follow the first big outings of the Justice League. Not sure how that would work with certain characters, so let's call it an Elseworlds until then. Thanks again and take care. Love tuning in each week to listen to y'all. Best, Brian. Uh, Brian, we love all of those pitches. Um, I would love to see a JLI. Yeah. Honestly, honestly, do fucking human target and have yeah. everything from this Tom King. Oh, um, give me just so, yeah. Make it an yeah. HBO 12 episode mini series. You don't need 12 full episodes. I think you could do it in like six or eight. Want to do six? I okay, we'll do try. six. Yeah. We'll do six. I fuck it. I love that book so much. I, and, is next week the last one? Yes. I'm very scared. Same. <laughs> I'm very scared because I think mm-hmm. the last issue kind of could have been the last one. <laughs> Again, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm very I'm, excited I'm though. Worried, uh, crazy. I I want to add on to that. I I want the, the I mean the Hawkman show. I want that. <laughs> I want. I was going to actually mention that um, after when he, when he was we were thinking about shows that we want. <laughs> Uh, make it like Moon Knight, where it's just like he's like uh, all of his lives and stuff like that. It's Except very good. Egyptian too, but yeah. yes, and of course, thank you. Good. Except and good, thank good. You. That's what thank I meant. You. Yes, that's what I meant. But uh, a better yeah. version of Moon Knight, yes, would be great with Hawkman. Um, God, a lot of the things they've kind of introduced is like things I've already wanted. Um, um, um I'm trying to think of like. I mean, I always want more Green Arrow. Like, give me Green Arrow. We need a Green Arrow-style Green Arrow stuff. Yeah. Make that that Supermax movie. Oh, yeah. Supermax movie. Give me a full show for the first season so I could have Supermax be the second season. That's pretty fair. Fair enough. Um, Let me go with the character first. But then do the whole, like, Green Arrow family. I want me. I want want Connor. I want want Roy. You with know, his I backwards baseball cap. I, I swear to God, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
Uh, <laughs> give me Dinah, you know, like give Gotham's me, give me the 100% going to buy that action figure. I, that's the thing. I have to because I love Roy Harper. Yep. And there's no Roy Harper figures. It's so. bullshit. I'm so mad. Uh, so the, thanks, thanks again, yeah. Brad, for writing in. Our next email uh, comes from a mysterious black-gloved, uh, black-gloved sender. I don't know who. I can't tell from the picture. It's just a picture of a large black glove, but the name says Dallas Taylor. Uh, he might be he might be related to the Dallas from the Comics Collective podcast. Uh, but I'm not sure. Not sure. I don't want to just assume. A black glove. <laughs> yeah, it's weird, right? Uh, he writes, "Well, well, well. If it isn't the book club boys, oh, welcome to my completely innocuous and not at all spooky dinner party. Would you take a seat next to these people that are all strangely similar to you?" I mean, who can beat an invitation like that? I mean, I, I love parties. I'm, I'm all about parties. I'm all um, yeah, see me next to the redheaded Australian with the bangs. Yeah, see <laughs> me next to the white version of me. That sounds great. <laughs> um, he writes, so you finally Same reached here. my favorite. <laughs> so you finally reached my favorite part of this third, first third of the run. And I'm so excited to hear your thoughts. All of that out of the way, I want to know, if this is a whodunit dinner party, what other detective genres would you like to see Batman in? If you haven't talked about it yet, what did you think about the art for this portion? I know you all loved Qbert. How did this change up affect your enjoyment? All the best. Can't wait for the discussion. Uh, we did talk about the art. We fucking loved it. It's incredible. Yeah. Um, I. It's interesting because you could drop Batman into a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Brave and the Bold cartoon really proves Brave that. Brave and the Bold cartoon <laughs> loves that. Yeah. Um, honestly, I mean, I I would love to see Batman deal with more like Agatha Christie bullshit. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. I would I would love a locked room mystery. Mm. One location, all the clues are there, and one of the people in that room is a killer. That'd be cool. Um. That would be mine. Glass onion, but with Batman. Love that shit. And he has to have the accent too. He's got to. Hey, I mean, it's. I mean, it's he just dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I say that once a day. <laughs> it's just Same. dumb. It's like, but brilliant. It's like, no, just dumb. <laughs> I'm very bad at dumb things. <laughs> oh my god. Um, how about, uh, <laughs> how about, uh, how about Nancy Drew and the Hardy Boys and uh, just make it like Barbara, Dick and Tim going through like their little like adventures by themselves. Kind of like that. I kind of like they that, but that's not last. Batman, but it's they not last. Batman. No, I don't give a fuck. That's that, good. That's, that's oh, good. really? Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to. I'm, I'm going to improve that one way, just one very simple way. You have I, Bruce, you have Dick, you have Tim. They team up with a dead boy detectives agency. Oh, there you go. That's Stay last. That'd be great. I would oh, love them all. if they were like guest stars, you know, where they yes. just like help 100%. them out once in a while. Especially like, right um, now with Tim being in a very detective book, a very murder mystery style book. Yeah. yeah. Uh, fitting great. Nick. Have, have him guest in the Pornstock Pachette show, Dead Boy Detectives. Yes. Takes yes. place in LA. I actually think it'd be more the other way around. And I could see that happening. I wouldn't be surprised. I would happened. be so into that idea. That boy detective super, super showed up. Cool. 
I wouldn't be surprised yeah. by that. Yes, yes. Uh, Dallas, absolutely. thanks as always. Um, again, tr- figure out what's going on with your uh, your picture because again, we're just seeing a black glove. It's weird. Um, but our final <laughs> email, and I want to make this the final one because I really I loved this. Um, this comes from Bernie Noma. I hope I said that. Hi, correctly. Bernie. Hi, Bernie. Um, Bernie Noma writes, hey, y'all. And it specifically they put with an Aussie accent. I'm going to try this. Okay. <laughs> hey, y'all. Bernie from Sydney, Australia here. Uh, they write, I heard about your podcast from Anne on Comics Collective, another great podcast. Always great to hear from Anne. Anne's wonderful. No, and rules. And rules. Yeah. The whole comics collective does. Uh, yeah, they dropped yeah. an episode where it was just Anne and Lexi this week uh, doing uh, Judgment Day. Yeah. So Ooh. Go check them out. They're wonderful. Uh, I've had them on the podcast, on the Wednesday podcast, multiple times. They're wonderful. Yeah. Good um, folks. Good, good peoples. Uh, Bernie writes I'm non binary with they, them pronouns. And pretty quickly, through your attitudes and opinions, you let me know that you're not only a safe space, but a fun space. The pinnacle of this has been your first episode on Grant Morrison's Batman run. You got Grant's they-them pronouns correct every single time. After just a few minutes of hearing this from cis men, I'm assuming, apologies if I'm mistaken, you are not, (laughs) uh, the validation and gender euphoria make me cry a bit. Good tears, I promise. So many people don't do this either because they are lazy or just hateful and dead inside. Thank you so much for making this small effort to create an environment where people like me feel welcome and part of the conversation. Could you each talk about your journeys first learning about pronouns beyond she, he, and developing the skills to get them right? And of course, what are your pronouns? Everyone gets to be a part of the convo. Also, Gmo. Fucking love it. Happy Pride to all the Rainbow Gang. Love you folks. Bernie Noma, they, them. This, I I texted uh, Malcolm and Jacob when we got this email. Um, I just want, I want to get on my soapbox for a second. Um, This makes me incredibly happy. Yeah. I yeah. I don't think I've been more proud to be doing this with both of you because that's what comics are about or providing a space where people feel welcome and they feel like they can have a good time. And the fact that we were able to provide that for Bernie and hopefully others, uh, just it warms my fucking heart. It really does. Um, it's, wow. Yeah. It, it, it Ber- Bernie, hard. thank you so much. Yeah. Made my whole year. Yeah, that really touched my heart, Bernie. Thank you so much. That's uh, that's really kind of you. We are we are feeling the burn. We we are yeah, feeling the burn. Feeling the burn. Um, but to answer uh, their question, Bernie, uh, I am he him. Uh, I am also he him. Uh, I am we it. I'm not even joking with that because <laughs> that's kind of how I've been like. I I've actually would like to say that I I've always mistakenly called myself we or like or or that or something and I'm just like at this point I was like whatever it's like I'll refer because I'm Gemini and uh uh the way Gemini are is very much a split like two-sided kind of coin pretty much and just like I kind of accepted the fact that I was like you know what there might be I might be crazy or there might be like two people and I may be two-faced about a lot of things and stuff it really feels like like it could be like a like a we at this point so uh i, I yeah why not I, I i really don't care what you call me as long as it's not mean <laughs> just don't call me late for dinner there hey. you go but yeah th- those are our pronouns and i'm glad that 
genuinely i'm glad that we were yeah. able to provide this for you um yeah. talking about uh first learning about pronouns i mean all of us have been getting a big education, I think, over the last few years. Yeah. Um, it helps that all three of us are from marginalized groups. Um, yeah. We're all POC. Um, Jacob is LGBTQIA. Uh, it's, we're all a big happy family here. And um, the thing that I learned, because I have several friends, Jacob and I share a friend who goes by they, them pronouns. Yeah. And a lot of it is, you know, repetition, because people are going to screw up. But the, yeah. the important part is that you try. And that when you do screw up, you do get that correction. Because some people don't learn unless they're corrected. And I'm, I'm glad that us doing our best to normalize this made this a uh, fun podcast and a fun, fun place for you to enjoy. It means, yeah, like I said, I it means the world to me. I'm so happy to hear that. Bernie, really. Yeah, we really, I, I mean it. You really touched our hearts. So yeah. appreciate that. So yeah, that's uh and also they, they put their stamp of stamp of approval on Gmo. So that and is, Gmo. <laughs> I mean, Gmo. listen, Big we got up. a JLo. Why not a Gmo? Why not Gmo. a Gmo? Why Gmo. not a Gmo? Um, so yes, thank you to everyone who wrote in this week. I, we genuinely love hearing from all of you, especially yeah. getting emails like this, where we feel like we are making a difference because there's a lot of hate and bullshit in the comics community. Yeah. It just yeah. in the world in general. So uh, providing safe places is, wow. is there's no better thing for this. So uh, thank you everyone for writing in. Once again, if you would like to be part of the book club mailbag, uh, write into geeksplained at gmail.com, put back club or uh, book club mailbag in the subject header, and we will read it here on the Friday show. But my friends, we have come to the end of the road for this week. That is it for this volume of Grant Morrison's Batman. Next week, oh boy, we are we getting go. into some shit. We are getting into... Oh boy, this is going to be a big one. We are doing Batman R.I.P. next week. We are going to be covering Batman 676 through 681 and Batman number 701. It's going to be very important. Uh, and you will understand why we are uh, why we are covering it when you read it. Um, but yeah, I'm very excited. This is the book that I remember got me into Grant Morrison's Batman. I don't remember a whole lot of it because I haven't read it in years, so I'm very excited. Uh, Malcolm is beaming like a proud papa. It's <laughs> my favorite Batman story of all time. Purely this, this single story is my favorite Batman story of all time. This is going to be great. It's, it's going to be great. It's the best. So join us next week as we leave February and enter Bat March. And <laughs> uh, we will see you right back here next Friday for Batman RIP. Once again, issue seven or 676 through 681 and 701. Be there or be square, not a circle. All of you on Twitter who keep tagging me in circle things. Stop Keep it. doing it. Keep doing <laughs> it. That's Keep amazing. it up. Stop Keep it. it up. <laughs> uh, but we will see you right back here. But for now, for the Geek Explained Book Club, I have been Eric Azana. 
I am Malcolm Russell Nelson. And I'm Jacob Brown. And we will see you next time. Hey, Eric. What's up? The black glove has made its move. It's a circle. You guys think that Jeff Goldblum has a good Obama presentation? Because <laughs> Jeff Goldblum is kind of the white Obama. <laughs> <laughs> Another hot, two hot Obama takes in one week. <laughs>
Welcome to the hot Obama takes. Oh my god, we are so hot for Obama. <laughs> Or Obama. Is Jeff Bloom to Obama what the maker is to Reed Richards? I guess. Oh yeah. Yeah, sure. The maker yeah. version of Obama. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? Can you imagine in some alternate universe where Obama just ruined everything? That's <laughs> so fucking great. Obama shows this. up on election day with that giant helmet. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be fucking awesome. That'd be sick. In a fucking black suit. Like, no, it's gotta be in the big tan suit. He's got in the tan suit with the giant metal helmet. He just goes everything uh everything dies. What a gem to bring that out. <laughs>